0: Hi heroes, this is Stan Lee coming at ya. You. Want you to know, Marvel has always been and always will be a reflection of the world right outside our window. That world may change and evolve, but the one thing that will never change is the way we tell our stories of heroism. Those stories have room for everyone regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. That man next to you, he's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. And that kid walking by, hey, who knows? He may have the proportionate strength of a spider. We're all part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. And you, you're part of that family. You're part of the Marvel universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior!
1: What's happening, everybody? Ah, oh, shit, I got some energy today, Steve. My name is Dan I'm Ramirez. I'm happy to be here with you. Welcome to episode 43. You guys are the gems. You know that. We're happy to be back. Let's do this, Steven. Someone doesn't feel well today. Should we talk about that first?
2: Hey, look, 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 look. Here's what happens so this week, I'm sitting there at the store. I just got, I went to the gym touching all their nasty bars. Uh, I went into the the grocery store afterwards. And then I take a piece of gum out, and I realize after putting it in my mouth that the wrapper was already gone. I was just touching the gum with my bare fingers. Ooh. Literally an hour later, my, my throat starts uh, hurting. <laughs> I think it was
1: probably a little bit on the psychosomatic side, but then it really got you anyway.
2: It got me good, G. And so it was like I normally go – I think I, I normally go a year, and I get one cold. This year, I was like, oh, snap. I'm not gonna get one, and then at the end of the year, it was just like, aha, uh-huh. aha, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: got PG. And so, yeah, today is going to be a Dan day. And I know, I know, a lot of you guys are jumping for joys. They're like, oh, we've been waiting to hear this, man. It's going to be a heavy Dan day because I don't want to jack up my voice before I go to work. Which I've been really rethinking nowadays. The whole not the whole going going in when you're sick thing. I actually listen to a podcast. Talking about how you know it's not healthy to do that because at the end of your life you can't take it with you. Anyway,
1: um, also you're getting other people sick. You selfish bastard.
2: You know what? I you know it's funny though. I should have thought about that first. Walking around going hi everyone, hi, dude, hi. I was sneezing <laughs> Just breathing into in this closed their face. office. I was sneezing in this person's office and they were looking like, dude, what the? Cr-? I was covering my mouth though, And they're like, Dog. Yeah, but Why you also you go here? to the
1: you also go to the gym and touch everything and then I put gum into your mouth. It's true. You ever heard
2: of Purell, sir? I am feeling better, but it's just I don't want to jack up VO. Uh, I want to be able to have a great voice for our next podcast. So the you know the vocal cords are going to be uh simmer down now, simmer down now. But Dan's voice, he all of a sudden he has all this energy. What's going on with you? You must have had a wonderful week. What happened?
1: Oh, I could tell you some stories, but I think I'll save those stories for another time. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, I'll just say this, guys. Uh, I am without, remember that job I got? Yeah, I don't have that anymore. But it's not, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Everything's cool. <laughs> everything's fine. In fact, I'm thinking about, and this is a total, like, selfish plug, but uh, i thinking about recording a show with Steve and maybe putting that up under a paywall because there's some things on there that are quite private. What do you think? What are, your, what are your thoughts on that, Steve? Do you think that's a good idea?
2: I think um, people. I think for this situation, only the reason, the, most of the time I'd say, you know what, uh, maybe you should just keep it yourself. But this situation, whatever happened to you has happened to someone else. And I think it would be good to hear that, oh, it, it's okay though. It gets okay yeah. later on.
1: And I, before I put ideas in people's heads, like I'm simply saying that I don't have the job anymore and it's not because of a performance issue or anything like that. Just a lot of bullshit went down, and I would love to share it with you, but I just can't on this particular show. So anyway, Steve, other than that, after I kind of had my little bad mood thing, I've been good. I'm actually enjoying this time because I can't think of the last time in probably, I'd say four years, where I'm going to actually have some quality time with the family on holidays.
2: Oh, come on. What are you going to do?
1: I don't know. Maybe not a fucking thing, but at least I'm with them. You know what I'm saying? And I get to go visit like my mom. She's out of town, kind of. You know, She's about an hour away, and that's... Actually, out it's out of town, but it's I don't know. Depending on who you ask, it's inexcusable that I can't drive an hour. But they forget about the hour back, too. And of That's course, true, but and of mean, course you know, spending time. They were like
2: down the road. It's an hour away.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just going to make the most of it. And I'm already I've already got some potential things lined up. that I'm not prepared to share yet, but everything Ooh. everything is fine. Let's just say that everything is cool. No bad blood except for this one prick. But we'll get to that at another time. Oh. Cause oh boy, sir, you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh that man! Is so funny! Yeah, oh God! Oh God! Yeah, I think that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna record a show when Steve gets some time and he's feeling better. I think we're gonna put a show out, and we're probably gonna try. Cause I've been bored, so I'm gonna be start messing with the Patreon page and all that stuff that we have, but we've never done anything with, and putting out some extra while well, I have the time, putting out some extra content. That you know, perhaps we could just add to the Patreon page. Nothing crazy. We're not asking for your soul. We're not asking for your firstborn child or anything like that. I don't even know we're asking for anything yet. Be honest with you, I don't even fucking know how Patreon works. So you know, it's all—it's all just a bunch of verbiage coming out of my butt right now. But seriously, I think I'm going to tell this story just on a—I'm going to make it a little harder for it to be public, is what I'm getting at.
2: It's a heck of a story too.
1: It is, dude. Oh.
2: I, I mean, it was—it was—it's a very interesting. And it turns out, again, it turns out well, but at the time, I was just like, geez, Louise, dude.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's all I'm going to say about it right now because I really want to get my words right about this. And um still kind of deciding on whether and how deep I want to go into it. You know what I mean?
2: Understandable. But I'll Understandable. say this.
1: I, honestly, and I think Steve will agree because he does know what I'm talking about. I've done nothing wrong. Nothing. No. So I don't want you people thinking I did some wrong shit or anything like that. That's not the case.
2: No, he's a terrific doctor. What what he does in his practice is amazing.
1: Not a doctor. We've established that, uh, <laughs> la- the other podcast and about a year ago. But so. it's
2: fun. It's fun to actually mess it up all over again. Now we're going to have to reestablish the truth yet again.
1: I'm not anything at the moment. Well, that's not true. I still have my other job. Number one. Okay. And that's the, the one thing. I watch. That's the good job too, by the way. That's the sweet you, job. You
2: are something even without a job. See, you see what I just did there?
1: I think you gave me a compliment.
2: Of course, Thanks, you can't buddy. say I'm nothing right now. You are something, even if you're not working anywhere. People, your work doesn't define you, Dan. Work doesn't define you, man. Defines your bills, but not you.
1: It defines lots of bills. That's true. But <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, is I'm fortunate enough right now to. I'll just say this: jumped into something a little bit too quickly. I was kind of just grasping at the first thing that came along and tried to convince myself that it was a sweet gig. Uh, it was not a sweet gig, and. I'm gone. There's more to it, but that's what I'm saying. So I don't think work defines me, Steve. Uh, I think that this delicious voice of mine defines me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm just playing. I just, uh, no, I don't think that way, dude. It was I hit a, a, a bump in the road, and I haven't had a bump like this kind of ever. But everything's cool, man. I just wish that we could turn this around. Again, this has nothing to do with, like, getting... Like, not to be famous, you know what I mean? But it would be awesome because there are podcasts out there that are, and we don't deserve it, by the way. We haven't put in the work yet. But there are podcasts out there that should be funded. And should, people should be able to, like, quit their jobs and, and do this full time. I would love to do that. I'm just putting it out there. So any of you good people out there can make this happen for Steve and myself, unless you don't want to be a part of it, Steve.
2: Hit me up. You know, I was thinking something, Dan. What's that? When we go to Cancun, we should do a, a podcast out there.
1: We have to figure out how to say Heroes of Noise in Spanish.
2: Dude, you don't know how to say Heroes of Noise in Spanish, Ramirez? What?
1: Jesus. What do you think? Because I have a Hispanic last name, Jesus. It's, they fucking put a microchip in me and I just, just know Spanish? You racist bastard, you.
2: You know what? Okay, well, then your wife does. You need to ask her. She's Irish. I don't believe that at all. You don't have to. We, okay, I'm just saying. We're just—I know uh, you know—we're dishing out the I hits.
1: Know. We're going over all I'm, the old stuff today. We're dishing out the hits.
2: We, we are dishing out the hits. And hey, if you want to know more about our hits, there's one way that you can find out. That's an easy way, and Dan's about to tell you how to do it.
1: Yeah, but you caught me drinking. All right, I think I'm ready to do this, Stephen. Ginger beer? No, no, no. I've got my my <laughs> drink. Are you having the drink today? That might be better for you. <laughs> Did you have it? I'm having one of your drinks. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You had—you got the water oh, yeah, and the so. honey and everything. It's not helping at for
2: all. No. So. It's helping. A, the thing is, it's loosening it up, but you don't want to loosen it up on a podcast.
1: I'm kind of going through that right now, actually. <laughs>
2: I keep, yeah, I keep hitting the gross. mute button it's because
1: like, I sound like. Uh, do you remember the old <laughs> Billy Crystal comedy thing that he did on HBO where he was talking about his grandpa or his dad, maybe? And he'd be like, Hur! and all that kind of shit. That's how oh, you I know sound. What's
2: funny? I never saw a Billy Crystal. I saw. Oh, what was that thing they used to do? That was the like the homeless uh, benefit with him, Billy Crystal, and Be Goldberg. I watched those a few times. Oh my God, what Remember was that, that? old yeah. thing?
1: No, I just saw it when I watched the Robin Williams documentary. What the hell was that called? It's kind of driving crazy. me crazy right now. I've got all these different aid, like Live was, Aid and Band Aid, and uh, come on now. Yeah,
2: it was like laugh, laugh. Aid, oh
1: my or, God, I should know this. Anyway, it's not that important.
2: All uh, right, anyway, that thing. Yeah, okay. That anyway, it was, it was. Go for it. It was really funny. You do that. your special your special magic trick.
1: Oh, okay. All right, here. Let's do this.
2: Oh, I can't wait, dude. I don't know how you do that, G. I don't understand it. I'll get it this time.
1: <laughs> I actually went back and listened to that, and it, it, it's just kind of repetition, I think. But let's do this. No, dude, it's weird. You're weird. I love you. Oh, All right,
2: here wow. we go. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ¿Cómo estás, señores sí, y señoras? <laughs> Me llamo es Daniel Ramírez, and este is es a Heroes of Noise podcast. I don't know how to say it yet. Mm. All right, check it out. So... If you want to get a hold of us, hit us up at Twitter. That's the first place. I'm usually always there because I have no life at the moment. So, Twitter. You can hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can hit us up on Facebook, at Heroes of Noise. And Instagram, guess what? At Heroes of Noise. And guess what? Even more. for, you. even more, You can go over to www.heroesofnoise.com, and it's all there for you, baby. Everything. Voicemail. Chances to leave five-star reviews. And we've got one. Uh, you can subscribe to the show and multiple sites. And uh, of course, please stop by because the holidays are coming, ladies and gentlemen. Pick yourself up at Heroes of Noise. What do you want? You want a sweatshirt? It's yours. T shirt? It's yours. You want sneakers? Patience. There's a whole template thing I'm fucking with right now, and I can't figure it out. Pants, all that shit, it's all there for you. I'm sorry I'm a whore when it comes to this, but ladies and gentlemen, it's there for your needs. It's there for your holiday gifts. Uh, your family's going to love it. Get one from your grandpa. He won't know. Like, if you get one for your grandpa, he's not even going to know what the fuck's going on. He's just going to be like, thanks, and he'll put it in his drawer, and he'll just wear white t-shirts all the time like he does, because you know that guy. You-, you can't buy anything for him. Other than that, that's it for me, sir. My name is Dan Ramirez. Dan Ramirez. Let the party begin. Back to you, sick Steve Hudson.
2: Let the party begin. I don't know how you, I don't, I just, I really don't know how
1: you do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? You kind of threw
1: me off, man, by like building it up. <laughs> I was getting jumbled up in my words a little no, bit. No, you
2: did a good job. Oh, by the way. Yes, sir. By the way, it's Héros de Ruido. Ruido.
1: Ruido. It's, how do you spell yes, Ruido. it? Ruido. How do you spell it?
2: R-U-I-D-O. Ruido. And then it's Héros. Héros. Yeah. Heros de ruido.
1: Sweet. Okay.
2: I'll practice.
1: I'll practice.
2: I mean, your your wife would have known that. However, she's not around, so what are you going to do?
1: Oh, hey, by the way, guys, something just came to our attention that I didn't even know about. We use something called SpeakPipe, and that's for all of the voicemails and everything that we get. Now... Because times were a little on the tough side, I went from the, the you know the I think it was the bronze package or something like that down to the free one. So I didn't even realize that it cuts the messages to thirty seconds. So whoever, how many did we just get one? I do believe so. All right. I, I do believe that, so. I think that one came from Favon. But see, you know, yes, last week we were talking about submitting your Christmas stories, like on Hallmark. You know what I mean? You listen to the show. You know what I'm talking about. And didn't realize that the cutoff was thirty seconds. So I'll put it back. So you guys have about a minute or two or something like that to do it, but I'm hoping it's all, you know, not all for like a waste of time or anything like that because I want to see if we can get you guys to send in some stories and then we will play them on the Christmas episode in the, in the upcoming days. I'm not exactly sure when we'll do that because it's not, wow, hear that slam right there?
2: Yeah, what was that? That's my... Are you okay?
1: Yeah, it's fine. Give us a little bit of time, and then um, I'm going to stay up on this. I think it's a good idea, but if we don't get any bites, then we'll probably just scrap it. But I would love to hear your ideas. Steve would as well, but I'm using my voice instead of his because my man is sick. Uh, We want to hear your stories of how you think a Hallmark Christmas movie should go. There's gold out there. I'm telling you guys. So um, what else we got up on deck here, Steve? I'm gonna try and be in the driver's seat today. Please do. Please but <laughs> do, brother. You know, I've just I'm I'm so like OCD about shit. <clears throat> you know what? That's a bad term to use. Shouldn't say OCD. I'm so like anal retentive about things that
2: That's a better term
1: for you. That's right. And you love that one. I forget. <laughs> What's the? word I'm so. Uh, uh, I don't even know what's because you know, everything I say I was gonna say testy, but you know where that'll go. Um,
2: yeah. No, those anal retender is perfect for you. Now I mean, yeah, go for it. That's perfect.
1: I like my patterns, is what I'm getting at. I like rhythms and I like you know habits and things. So. Um, yes. Anyway, I don't even know. So why
2: this this drink is just working? Like you're right, Dan. It works. It almost and I've never drunk it when I was sick, and I'm like, oh, that's what it does.
1: <laughs> You're starting to sound
2: better. I am, but it's also it's like hacking and I'm be muting 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 muting. It works though. And I'm going to drink this tonight when no one's around for me to ha- do the hackathon. But uh it is working, Dan. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, and you are right. It cares what and Ails I And I made did. a I made a perfect concoction too today. I went
1: a little hard with the apple cider vinegar, I have to admit. So I'm not really enjoying mine so much.
2: Yeah, you can't... Oh, here's That's the secret. That's the secret I'm catching. You can't over... You can overdo the honey. But it's better to underdo the apple cider vinegar than to overdo it.
1: When you start feeling it in your nostrils, like, oh. Dude, <laughs> that's, dude. That's a lot of apple cider vinegar.
2: When you first made mine, it was like, whoa. And you didn't even put any in. Now I have to even put more in because... I don't taste it like I used to. Like I have to put more apple cider vinegar in because I've gotten accustomed to the taste.
1: By the way, I don't so, know how much we're supposed to be drinking that shit. So you might want to research it. I just drink it right before the show.
2: Dan, are you killing
1: me? <laughs> no, I don't mean like you can't have it daily. I just mean like if you're having multiple drinks throughout the day, I don't oh, know how nah, much.
2: I looked that up. They said it's hard on your kidneys sometimes.
1: Okay, you got and good you kidneys know though, right? I do
2: not need to uh, be doing that.
1: Stay away from the <laughs> ACV if you got bad kidneys.
2: Yes, very, very much. And I have kidney issues. So, yeah. You do have kidney stated, issues? Huh? Yeah. They, well, that's what they said. But then they said, I'm back to normal. Because I remember a long time ago, I was talking to you about it. If you listen to the podcast, you'd know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was a little late because I was like flabbergasted by that comment.
2: That's funny. No, I'm joking. But we were talking like at work and uh, you were like, uh, I told you about it. You're like, oh, well, yeah, that's a uh, that's a sort of normal thing. And I was like, oh, good. You kind of you kind of alleviated because you asked for like my levels and crap.
1: OK, I don't remember that. Yeah,
2: I know. No, you were in a But yeah, because I was like, I had to immediately go into you and you're like, oh, dude, you're fine. What are you talking about? I was like, OK, whoo,
1: you're being a little busy itch.
2: I, wa- I was, and then my doctor even got mad at me because I was like, "Can I get my yearly blood test, please?" Can I get my? She's like, "You're fine. Why? Last the last levels were normal." I'm like, oh. but you know, and finally she just said, "You know what? If you want to go in, you have a release. Go." I was like, "Dang, that kind of kind of was mean." But apparently, getting a yearly blood test for a healthy person isn't a normal thing. I guess. I seem to recall you worrying
1: about some other part of your anatomy. Yes, I worry about everything, and not his penis or anything, ladies. Ladies, I'm just saying that uh, oh. you know, because uh, never mind.
3: That's <laughs> gonna go
2: there way. Well, I'll, I'll let you is do it. I get worried about everything, and a lot of people just don't. And I, get, I gotta find the middle ground. I don't want to not get worried about it because I mean, at 40, you should start being like, all right, pay attention to different things. You know, my, you know, everything is nice and low, but you know, it's like it could change on a dime. Everything changes, uh, like, if you just don't start taking care of it. So it's like, uh, for me, I just try to, the apple cider vinegar thing, I did Google it and find out, hey, if you have kidney issues, just don't go overboard with the with the drink. If you don't have a ball, but doctors are like, it doesn't do anything. You, I mean, but the thing it does do, and they were right about this, they're like, it will loosen up the phlegm. And my Lord have mercy, Dan.
1: Dan you Dan. sound way better than when we first started talking right before we recorded. Because I was like, I, that. I was like, dude, <laughs> dude, we can always do this tomorrow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Only one day. I give yeah, you one day because I'm go. so generous.
2: Yeah. Now it's starting to get. Now it's starting to actually uh, happen for me. I'm feeling good, Dan. I'm feeling good. I'm getting juice. That's I'm getting juiced, Dan. I That's up. what she said. Oh, but I am mean, getting the juiced.
1: <laughs> I got juiced. Oh, it's in my head.
2: <laughs> dude, I, I have that dice GIF saved on my phone.
1: I was going to ask you that because you you pull it too quickly. <laughs> Yeah. And you always use here's it perfectly. Phone
2: ready? It's perfect. It is a perfect get if if you know what it means. It's a perfect one. Instead of "That's what she said," I just send that. It's perfect. But anyway, yeah, you have some good news today? No, especially for your culture. We have some good news.
1: Uh, I am not the Ecuadorian, culture, sir.
2: You're in. Will you stop it?
1: Um, Spanish. That's not Ecuadorian. It's so not, you stop it. Are you
2: sure? Yeah, they are might speak sure?
1: Spanish, but they okay, Spanish no, is
2: Spanji. Hold on, hold on. Mexican are you sure is Mexico. It wasn't, hold on, I don't believe you. They speak Spanish. I didn't say culture. they didn't. That's true. Ecuador. This is our. This is the heroes of noise geography minute. <laughs> so wait, they weren't conquered by Spain? Ooh, now I got to
1: give you a fucking history lesson. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's going on in our country, man. You're asking me. What the fuck? Weren't they conquered by Spain? Is that what you just said? <laughs> my man, Steve, is off the chain. See, it's already... You're feeling better now, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a super intelligent guy, but the, the, the dumbness is starting to creep out. I like that.
2: Gee, when the geography happens, you see how everything in my intelligence just literally <laughs> falls away. What I was the other like one? Times- I tried to make you feel
1: better about it a couple weeks ago when you said, uh, Oh my God. Transylvania. Yes. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Gail's like, does he really not know that? I go, "I was just playing along.
2: (laughs) Listen, my sister, uh, my sister really tells me she has a master's degree. Uh, uh, And I asked her, I say, uh, every so often I'll be like, so wait, they speak this and there. And she'll just look at me like, are we really having this conversation (laughs) right now? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. She's like, okay. And her husband just laughs. I'm like, well, is this common knowledge? And apparently everything I ask her, I go back and people are like, yeah, yeah, I know, I I know this stuff. So all my knowledge base are in a very select few things, but geography is never going to be one of those, ever. So I just like asking questions, finding out and be like, oh, let me log that into the very dusty file cabinet of geography (laughs) in my brain.
1: I'm just messing with you because you've got, like, you're, you're smart. You're a smart guy. When you talk, it shows. It's just that sometimes you ask the craziest questions. And I, I was thinking right now that I want to just go back. It's going to take time to do, of course. And again, I have time. But I think I want to just start isolating the questions you ask me. And we'll just do, like, a whole bumper you, on
2: Dude, them. Transylvania was like, later on I was driving, I was like, Transylvania, huh?
1: huh? <laughs> well, Interesting. <laughs> I, well, I'll be. I'll be a son of a gun.
2: <laughs> Turns out, I mean, I even said it to my son, and he didn't even look up from his iPhone. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, Transylvania's a place."
1: He's like, "I'm rolling my eyes on the inside right now." <laughs>
2: yes. He's like, "Oh, he's raising me." <laughs> this guy. I'm off to college, guy. Dad. you gonna be all right. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. <laughs> I know. Are you gonna be good? Milk is in the fridge. Eggs are in the middle. <laughs> like, okay, there are
1: some you. numbers on the okay. bottom of the of the <laughs> <carton>. <laughs> Don't go past those numbers.
2: <laughs> I have 911 in purple on your dial, okay? Like, okay. Not 191. No, no, no. 911. <laughs> but are you good at geography, Dan? At what? Geometry or geography? Geography.
1: I the am thing we were not. Just talking about. I'm just making sure. I thought you said geometry. I was just making <laughs> okay. sure you weren't taking like a right turn on me or
2: You are good at geometry.
1: No, I'm not. Can we
2: just, Dan? Dude, I've I'm not. seen you. I've seen When have you, you seen me do,
1: do geometry? Okay, maybe not
2: Oh I have here we seen, this is go. what
1: I'm talking about. See right here, timestamp. Yeah, I just I have, put that in.
2: I totally have seen you do geometry. When when you do your little angles in your job, that's geometry technically.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't mean I'm well, I'm good at my job, but I'm not hey, I'm terrible. You,
2: Dan. Then
1: why did I I did terrible terribly with math throughout my whole entire high school. You just I hated. do
2: math for a living now.
1: No, I don't really. Oh damn.
2: You act like I don't know Damn. what I'm doing. You act like I don't know my job. I know you know what you're doing, but it's so second okay. nature that you don't under. You're like, oh, it's so second nature. I don't think of it as math because in my brain, math is hard and this is easy.
1: In your brain. Let's I'm talk I'm about that you, for a G, second.
2: You do math, G. Okay. Can I
1: mean,
2: you, admit, don't you can we do all math
1: for your, for your job? Sure. I mean, I guess there's numbers involved. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? No, no, no. I take that back, Steve. Uh, as of recently, I've been doing a lot more, quote unquote, math with my
2: job. I'm telling you, Jim. That's what I'm But it ain't geography. You're, you're a very smart. Yeah, geography is not. You're good at. Ge- you're better at geography. You knew what. You knew Transylvania was a thing.
1: I meant geometry. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> Either of those things, I'm not <laughs> very good at. You are good at geography. Not really. So very, I know where I've I been, mean, <laughs> but I don't know much okay, else because I let don't go anywhere. I was. Yes.
2: I had to ask my sister. I said, "What constitutes the Netherlands?"
1: It's a fair question. Like if you're not versed in geography, that. I can't answer that question for you.
2: I was like, oh, it's like three places. But I didn't I thought the Netherlands was this massive expanse of they're like, Oh no, no, it's not. I was like, Yeah, oh, Wikipedia for the win.
1: And just hope that the person that put that in was correct.
2: Dude, You're always I didn't at the mercy of
1: strangers around. when you're on Wikipedia. You know no, that.
2: We really are, dude. And someone could just edit the page. Yeah, you Sorry, could you could go can, on
1: there right now and do that. We should. Here's what
2: I think. Once we become very like, once we start going, start moving and shaking, if somebody puts Steve Hudson passed away on this day and I walk around the city, people <laughs> are supposed to be dead. They'll believe Wikipedia first. They'll be like, "Hey, you're dead." Like, no, no, I'm alive. Wait a minute, let's look at this together. It says here, you passed away yesterday. Like, oh, zombie!
1: Everyone just runs. He's laughing, a laughing zombie. <laughs>
2: You know what's getting on? Oh, dude. Okay, now I'm feeling better. You know what's getting on my nerve with this zombie thing? What's up? There's a movie we saw, mm. both of us. We're not going to talk about it yet.
1: Not a zombie movie either.
2: Someone said, thank you. And someone also called 28 Days Later a zombie, a zombie film. I was like, these aren't zombie movies.
1: Those are loosely based, but I would give that more to 28 Days Later than I would to this one.
2: But, but literally, they're both as close to zombies as each other because neither one are zombies.
1: In all fairness, there were some zombie-like characters in this one that we just saw, because they,
2: they weren't were quite—they weren't quite what they were
1: set up to be. Without getting oh, wait, into it, wait, damn, damn, they one of them and they did die. Yes, they were. There was one. that... You
2: freaking right.
1: Yeah, so it's a zombie movie, kinda.
2: Well, then again, what if somebody gets okay? Well, then if someone—if their heart stops in real life and then their heart comes back, that person's a zombie.
1: No, because a zombie's heart doesn't beat.
2: Dan? Steve. So technically the overlord I mean technically the movie we're gonna talk about <laughs> later, those weren't zombies at all. It's okay, they, Steve.
1: It's written in the notes. Like when they see it, they know what we're talking about. We can talk about okay, it. Overlord.
2: Then, oh then they they weren't zombies at all.
1: Just that one.
2: Which one? Oh shit, that wasn't a zombie.
1: The scary ass whatever it was though.
2: God, I love that yeah, movie. Anyway, I see, I gave movie. you a
1: spoiler on what we feel, or what, at least what I felt about the movie. But no mas, because I'm going to wait. We got to be
2: careful about the whole. Because you know, I love my zombies. Oh, dude, we'll talk about it later. But I rewatched a movie we already talked about on the podcast, and it scared me yet again. We'll talk about it later, though. Fair enough. All right. All right, man. Lots to talk about. Let's move. All right, tell us the good news about your culture,
1: though. (laughs) Back to that. All right, first of all, hold up, because I was in the middle of something. But uh, we have an iTunes review. Let's start there. How's that? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a fantastic iTunes review, by the way. And uh, I don't mean to sound, like, selfish about it. You'll understand why. But it's still a good one. So um, thank you to this person. We'll go ahead and start. It is entitled Bueno. Uh Uh-oh. Look at that. We're still in Spanish, dude. How timely was that? I mean, that
2: was. I mean, I am impressed. Your wife has been teaching you well.
1: Let you know what. Let's just make this even more special, Steve. Hold on. There we go, my friends. <laughs> I won't do the Spanish accent. That'd just be straight racist. So, I'll iTunes, racist, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Spanish.
1: Buenos dias,
0: sports fans.
1: No, okay. So anyway, we got this this great iTunes review. And uh, I'm sorry, guys, we're all over the place this morning. But let me start it out here. It says, these guys both know their stuff. Let me turn it down. <laughs> it's distracting the shit out of me. And this, this one deserves to be heard. So, these guys both know their stuff when it comes to all things fandom, especially Marvel and the MCU. I first heard Dan and About the podcast from another podcast called Pop Culture Leftovers. Uh, both are great podcasts that encourage me, and make me proud to be an uber nerd, and shamelessly be myself with y'all till the end of the line Travis and that comes from worship drummer 432 via Apple podcast ladies and gentlemen Travis thank you so much man that's very kind words very kind words what do you think
2: about that Steve Travis thank you so much it is funny I was wondering if I knew you only because I play for a, I, I on the weekends I play for a church I was like I wonder if he's but then uh, Dan was like no he's from pop culture left. I was like true because I mean the, 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 the world of church musicians is very very small and a lot of times you're like, oh, another person. Travis, thank you so very much. I really appreciate it. Um, so it has to be dad, that he plays
1: in a church, right? There has to be. Because huh? that's my assumption, too, that he plays in like yeah, a church band. or if you or worship
2: something. drummer, you are a church. Oh, is that like a band.
1: thing? Is that a term? Yes. Oh, yes. interesting.
2: Unless he's just saying, I worship, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's saying he's a worship drummer.
1: Maybe he's a drummer yeah. that feels he needs to be worshiped because oh, he's that dope. God.
2: Or maybe he's telling people what to do. Hey, worship drummer. Yes, do that. Yeah, that's, I, I totally I totally understand that. But you know, this is yet another thing to prove that Dan did such a great job on Pulp Come Hop Culture Leftovers that he literally, people were like, I want to actually follow what that guy does. Dan, you're killing.
1: Oh, thanks, man. And seriously, though, thank you, Travis, for that. And we've had some other nice comments about that episode. I will tell you that I'm going back on on December 2nd, I believe? First week of December. I'll be back on Pop Culture Leftovers with Brian and Jake and somebody else. I can't remember who it is. My apologies. But I look forward to that. Don't know what I'm going to be talking about yet, but I look way forward to it.
2: I look forward to it. You already know.
1: Yeah. And again, thanks to Pop Culture Leftovers because without... Me being on there, uh, our listenership wouldn't have been how it is right now. So, uh, to Brian and Jake, thank you very much, gentlemen. For sure. Salt for of the sure, earth. Man. All right, now, what's the reason for this music in the background? So, I, get, I just started this thing called uh, chartable.com, right? And what chartable is, is you can track all of your reviews, which is how I found this one in the first place, by the way. Uh, and many others that I didn't know we had, but they're just older, and I don't really need to go through them just yet. But, um, and then this other person hit me up, and I don't even know where they're coming from, right? because I haven't really got on board with that yet. But because of this other play, you know what, let me give a plug real quick, Steve. It'll take me just, uh, how do they say, two shakes of a lamb's tail or some shit like that. Yeah, that sounds right. All right, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I think some people may understand where this is coming from, and if not, Google it yourself. But as I opened up my (laughs) – we should talk about this, but this is something that was talked about on Pop Culture Leftovers. Steve, do you have (laughs) – when I opened up my browser, the first thing I saw was pink sock. So thanks, thanks, Brian. Thank you for that. Steve, do you know what a pink sock is? I do not. Yeah, you should look that up on Urban Dictionary at some point. So the first thing I saw was pink sock when I opened my phone. All right. So this is called my podcast reviews is where I found this. And a cool feature with it is, is they will send you chart positions. Should you happen to be on a chart somewhere and we're on a freaking chart somewhere. Steven, what do you think about that? That is
2: incredible. Incredible.
1: Ecuadorians love us. Steve, we are on. I just found this out as of last week. We are on. The Spotify charts in Ecuador. So it is uh, Spotify Ecuador Arts and Entertainment. We have two places here. We are number 72 on the Spotify Ecuador Arts and Entertainment. What? And Steve, we're also on number 84 of the... Uh, we're charted at 84 for the Spotify <laughs> Ecuador Business and Technology, of all things. So What? So my people in Ecuador. The song of my people here, Steve. Muchos gracias. Sincerely. From Stefan, Iyo, I'm terrible. Now they're like, "Well, fuck you," because we're not going to listen anymore.
2: <laughs> you just butchered our language.
1: <laughs> but thank you very much for that, guys. Seriously, that's awesome.
2: That is amazing. I'm a terrible that host. Is freaking like, I'm way more excited about that than I than than I expected to be. I am I am pumped.
1: To the people of Ecuador, May, you have our maybe applause. Maybe we should
2: go to Ecuador. I
1: think we should. We should do. You know what we should do? Live
2: show in Ecuador. Yes.
1: And we will not come back alive, I think. We'll see.
2: <laughs> I dude, I, I would literally, I might not come back. I might just say, you know what, dude? I'm chilling. I could live like a king off up in this.
1: Peace. I'm going to find you later in San Francisco, like at uh, Pier 39 or something, playing that <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, what we were just listening to? I do
2: not know. I do. I love those oh,
1: bands, oh, oh. man. I'll sit there and watch those guys forever.
2: Because, gee, I know why. It's your culture, homie.
1: Yeah, it's just in me, I think. Yes! That's what she said. Really? That was Bush League. I'm not even giving you any props on that <laughs> one. That was fucking Bush
2: gee, here's the problem. You literally I like, does he just say stuff? I wonder. <laughs> like does he just purposely just say things? I mean, what will I put in my mouth then, huh? I'm like, gee, I'm not even gonna do this Do then. you ever take into consideration that
1: maybe you just have a uh juvenile dirty mind?
2: You your mind's, mind's not juvenile, mind.
1: but the dirty part is, is what I'm saying. Prince
2: had a dirty mind.
1: He made a song. He did well. He, he did, did well. It. He was a he made an album. How's he doing now? Whoa, Dan!
2: <laughs> Dad! Go you asked me Dan. to turn it up, Steve.
1: I'm turning it up. I love Goodness you, Prince. Goodness
2: gracious! Send all your hate mail to Dan, please. Because <laughs> that was evil.
1: Right now, he's like, You have to purify yourselves in the water of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs>
2: Bro, what a, what a scene that
1: was, huh? That was a fantastic Ooh. scene. I can think of a couple reasons why I really like that scene. The pause button.
2: <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm being juvenile and dirty-minded. <laughs> <laughs> Apollonia, though, right? Am I right?
2: She was beautiful, dude. Is she? Is she is right? She wasn't. Was is she is?
1: You mean is she alive still? Affirmative. I would think so. That would suck if we didn't know Damn. about
2: that. That's a shame that you don't know. You don't know. I, I was asking you as a trick question. <laughs> so I'm forced. going with yes.
1: I think you're <laughs> looking on your phone as we speak, is what I think you're doing.
2: I'm not, but I'm going with yes.
1: Okay. I think she's alive. Okay. Good job, oh, yeah. Apollonia.
2: Well, geez, she was beautiful. Now, okay, this is a people. This is going to be the unwoke thing to say. Who do you think looked better? Apollonia or Vanity? Apollonia. Really? I got to go Vanity.
1: Well, then we can double date.
2: Bruh, listen. Number one, I would be winning in that scenario. You would be jealous because Apollonia couldn't just like. (laughs) Now
1: I got to go look. Now I got to look and see. (laughs) 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 Let's see. (laughs) Uh, How do you even spell Apollonia? Apollonia. There she is. No? Yeah. Katera, right?
2: apparently let's see it's not a real name you can't put a last name on a fake name I'm
1: very curious to see what she looks like now she has a web no she has a Facebook site that's not a good sign okay so I'm looking at her right now I would say now she doesn't look anything like her of course but if you were to take a look at like say Linda Carter oh yeah she's still got it going on right for her age yeah Apollonia got it going on still really yeah I think so for her age? Yeah. How old is she? She's uh like, I go, I'm, like, I, like I'm a fucking spring four. chicken. I'm going
3: sixty-four.
1: Oh, look right here. Is Apollonia still alive? Maybe she doesn't look as good. Dang. She was born August 2nd, 1959. You do that.
2: Oh yeah, she's yeah, she's um my mother's age. Wow.
1: Now, let's look at Vanity. And I'm sure she's doing fine. She's dead. Oh, then she's not doing fine at all, Steve. Guess we can't go double dating. Too bad for you. Come on, Apollonia. Okay, number
2: one, I will take zombie I will take zombie vanity over now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, watch what you're doing down there, Vanity. Quit biting on my balls.
2: <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> that was me. I hope Apollonia never hears this. <laughs> that was probably one of the cruelest things I said about somebody. <laughs> Dude, vanity. are you having a good time tonight, Vanity? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it any day of the week, dude. Vanity was super bad, dude. She was super bad. Gee, how are you even putting them in? The, oh, I'm about to go overboard. It's not even close. It's not even close. Okay, well, you can have go ahead, have fun. Have fun.
1: I will. Thank you very much. Can I have You're fun, welcome. Steve? Is it okay with you okay, if I have fun, sir? Sire,
2: Emperor. Apollonia, Sheila E. Mm,
1: These days? Or before?
2: Before. Mm,
1: mm, 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 mm. Hmm. I'm going to go Apollonia.
2: Oh, so Apollonia was like your... That that was the one for you. No,
1: not necessarily. You just asked me a question and I gave you an answer. But if we're referring to Purple Rain, Apollonia, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I thought Sheila E was dope too.
2: (laughs) What about Purple Rain, Apollonia, Linda Carter? Linda Carter. Whoa! See, it's good that I threw her in there. I had a feeling. I was like, Linda Carter seems really Wait, amazing. wait, wait,
1: wait. Hold up. Purple Rain Apollonia versus Wonder Woman Apollonia? Is that what we're getting at? I mean, uh, excuse me, Wonder Woman Linda Carter? Yes. Yeah, Linda Carter. It's not close? Mm, no, it's kind of close, actually. Uh, wow. You know what? I'd have to sit down and talk with them for a little bit. See what they're about. See what makes you them know, tick. I
2: understand that. I understand that totally. Now, were you ever a Brookfield person?
1: No, not really. Really? I mean, don't get me wrong. I found her attractive. Like she's an attractive woman, is what I'm saying.
2: Well, but she was like, like totally like for me, Brooke Hills was like someone built an attractive woman. Woman, like tada, she wasn't like.
1: I present like, to you the first attractive e- woman.
2: Exactly. Whereas Linda Carter was like, oh, she's pretty. But see, my my like my not my first, but one of my crushes that I was just like, she is so fine was, um, uh, I Dream of Jeannie.
1: Barbara Eden. I now I would so take Barbara Eden good. over all of them. Back then, whoa, back then what? Back then, I don't know if it was like the whole subservient thing, master, you know.
2: But that was oh, that,
1: totally, that worked totally for me, good.
2: dude. Yeah. Well, I think it was also what she wore. Then again, Apollonia wore less, so maybe it's just yeah, maybe uh, because Barbara Eden was bad, so was a um, witch. Uh, uh bewitch.
1: bewitch Samantha. I can't remember her she real was name. Pretty dude, pretty attractive woman, handsome woman
2: handsome She's a She's handsome, woman. A handsome woman yeah for sure there's a lot of was a lot of really good looking like I mean don't get me started on Foxy Brown G don't get me started brother Pam Greer man Whew.
1: Pam Greer over any of the people that we've talked about
2: I'm taking vanity over Pam Greer I'm taking vanity yeah over I, think, see, I think that's Pam a safe Grier move has, she has a part of my heart because we had an actual interaction in real life so it's like oh I like Pam Greer I refuse, More
1: than... I don't even but, believe you.
2: I, I, I hugged Pam Greer Like, we hugged. I don't believe you. I'm dead serious. <laughs>
1: sure did. I think you're lying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you no, know, but but, uh, yeah, we had an interaction, so I was just like, oh, my gosh, now it's special.
1: So, what happened? I mean, you're just going to just say, hey, I hugged her, and Oh, that's no, it?
2: I used to see Phil for award shows. So oh, same thing. Think, yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah. but weren't one of the rules is that you can't bug the... Celebrities,
2: yeah. People would follow me because I was the person that would anyway. <laughs> Afterwards, I would just walk up and be like, "I'm a huge fan." Uh, I would have like twenty minute talks with some of them. Really good. It was an award show them. that you were doing for? Sure did. Yeah, award shows. I told Pam Grass like, "You are just you are who I was." I mean, wow! And she was like, "Oh, come here!" She gave me a big old hug, and I got to talk to, uh, um, um, come on, Felicia Rashad. Okay, it was nice. Everything was nice. Pucked Mrs. Cosby, me, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. A, excuse, excuse me.
2: cat. but Fox,
1: don't want to throw the Cosby not. thing in there.
2: No boy. I think, <laughs> like I said, I all of them pale in comparison with, with when everybody was like, "That's Rosa Parks." Then it was, I was like, "Oh well, she won." Game over. Game freaking over. Uh, speaking of Rosa Parks, we will talk about that another day. Go on. That's, I'm not going
1: to do that. You're today. so vague on that one. That was like vague booking. Are you no, referring to was, a certain was, I was TV show?
2: Talk about the, I was going to talk about the Dr. Hook. Dr. Dr. Hook. Dr. The Dr. Who.
1: Hey, Dr. Hook is dope, though. <laughs> Seriously, man. Sharing the night together? That's a song right there.
2: Do you know what's so weird, G? You put that song up, right? Mm-hmm. That song I have saved in my phone. It's like, because it's that good. One of the tabs? no. It's because the lead singer reminds me of your supervisor at work that we both know. Really? I don't see that. <laughs> Every time I see him, I was like, if he ever did a song, that would be how he looks. <laughs> 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 that's the only reason. It is funny because of the name of the song. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Perfect.
1: I didn't even think, I didn't put that one, I didn't put the two together. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> and
2: so when I saw the guy, I was like, "That looks like him singing." And I showed other people. They're like, "Oh, that's funny." Okay. <laughs> so,
1: singer of Doctor Hook? Yes. Or uh-huh. Ron Perlman? And you know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah. Which yes. one? Which one? Oh no, Perlman. Wait,
1: that makes it sound bad. Who does he look like? Oh, it's Perlman. Dude. He looks like Ron Perlman.
2: Oh my god, dude! It's not close. Have you ever I'm told sure him it's that? It's almost weird. It's told, almost weird. Have
1: you told him that before?
2: Oh, a million times. He said, "Yeah, I I, I get that a lot." Really? I said, "Do you?" He's like, "Yeah, people tell me that I look like him a lot." I'm like, "Well, because you do." I hate when I'm not the originator. When I'm just like, "You know who you look like?" and someone fills it in for me, I'll be like, "Never mind." I don't think I'll walk
1: away. I don't think it's that uncanny actually, but you know, there but, are definitely facial characteristics. He's got a hard facial structure.
2: He has a jaw.
1: Yeah, he's got a jaw. We all do. He has he's a strong got a jaw, very
2: which is why that prominent that, jaw. that because of that's why that singer that sings that song, he has very strong jaw movements. So he looks like him.
1: What do you think of the song, though? I love the song. It's a good song, huh? Sharing the night together I mean, by Doctor Hook. It's, Check it it's,
2: out. You know where you know where I first heard it? Where? Family Guy.
1: Really? Yeah. Yes. They they did they, they did a lot of pools, so I could I kind of lost touch with Family Guy, but I could see them doing that.
2: Like they were doing like a thing where they were like walking in the park, and I said that is the most corny walk in the park song I have ever heard. That's perfect for the walking apart the corny scene. And I looked up where they got I was like, that's the song. That's a corny song. It's not corny. You like it genuinely. Genuinely like it. It reminds me of
1: my childhood.
2: Dude, you're not. What are you talking about? I,
1: Wasn't that made like
2: 1971 or something?
1: Yeah, I was a kid.
2: You weren't alive in 1971.
1: So the song, it was 1978. If you want was to be really? factual about things.
2: I wasn't. Yeah, you're right. I <laughs> we gotta get a look at
1: this guy, man. Now I gotta see if he looks. Obviously, you people don't know who we're talking about, but I gotta see if I can get that comparison real quick.
2: Are you sure it was 1978?
1: 100. Let me get a look at this cat real quick, and we'll just share. Let's see. That's the jam right here. I always thought Doctor Hook was the the bongo player because he has a eye patch.
2: Looking Mm. That would have been very funny. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> he's
3: on.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: all right. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of too listen
1: if listen that mind. shit. That's good stuff right there. That's love. That's baby making music.
2: <laughs> Is it? <laughs>
1: oh yeah, all right. Listen to this shit right here. And if I sing the come on too strong. I hope that you will understand. Christ. I say these things because I like to know that you're as lonely as I am. Motherfucker, would you mind sharing the night together? <laughs> That's baby making music right there. Bruh. <laughs> we have no listeners. That is a good song. You we have no listeners anymore.
2: <laughs> That's a you, 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 you sold it to me.
1: I'm telling you, man. Shall I sing but some then, more? Again, no, I'm just kidding.
2: There were people that were listening to that and other people were listening to like Reasons. So it's like, those are the two different baby-making songs.
1: You know what? I think that that is, that's very close, man. I think that you could, you know what? Because it's only it's only like three-minute song, right? So maybe, why couldn't they just listen to Sharing the Night together and then follow it up with reasons?
2: That's true, yeah. but in three minutes, I would be done with both the song and what I was doing. <laughs>
1: Sharing the next five minutes together.
2: <laughs> Dude, I would be Finisimo by the time she gets to as I am. I'm like I'm done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing the oh,
1: I can't believe I just sang <laughs> "Sharing the Night Together" for you people. But you did. That's what I do. Dude,
2: that's a pull. That's a grip Like the best of Heroes of Norwich Remember the dance?
1: <laughs> They're like we're trying to forget that shit.
2: <laughs> that is so freaking. Fun. Hey, man! Speaking e- of
1: speaking of baby making songs, and then also taking it back. <clears throat> excuse me to Brooke Shields. Uh-huh. So, like, what was it about Brooke that got you?
2: There was nothing about. I, I wasn't a big Brooke. She was just very. She was just right off the. She was super boring to me. This didn't help. She did a song.
1: My no gee she started "Endless Love," which is where this song came from. I was just I've bringing it all seen, back around. I It's movie. fucking horrible, Steve. But I'm just saying. Did she? Did she? Did she, did she was in that movie. Yeah, she was the main. She was the main one. Matter of fact, I think this movie was controversial, as I recall, because they were like teenagers having sex, and there. I don't think there was a ton of that the way it was done before. Something like that. But then again, you have to account for all of the Friday the 13th and Porky's
2: rape culture yeah, movies. Yeah, I think, wasn't that situation with uh, Blue Lagoon? She was in Endless Love, too. Like, she's I been mean, in but multiple movies. I Blue Lagoon movies. was the teenager thing because she was underage. You're right,
1: like, bro. That's what it was. I yeah. fucked it all yeah. up. But she was still like a teenager in this movie, I'm pretty sure. Was she really? Yeah. I think it was like high school kids or something. But that's going, the, you're right, dude. I have, Blue I Lagoon.
2: seen the movie, but I'm going Endless Love means she probably dies. Yeah don't oh, know man spoilers i know but endless love means i'm going to love you endlessly probably dying in this movie i imagine no
1: i think that you are morbid sir and why would you talk about teenagers dying <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh but the thing is doesn't that make sense because if they just spend if they're like hey we're just gonna love each other forever after the movie and we get married and live happily well, then that's not endless love no you gotta die at the end i'm putting a stake in the sand
1: Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna have to look that up while we're cause now, you know what, I'll do the talking and you do the looking. But I'm curious if she dies at the end.
2: Okay. Go All for right. it. So All right. uh oh, we're on to the review. We're on to I the, the a, next sir. I have a hard out at two fifteen.
1: Oh snap well, thanks for telling me at what time is it?
2: Because I didn't want I didn't want you to start rushing. I actually if we wouldn't have if I would have told you you wouldn't have had so much fun. Nah, we're good. And I had a lot of fun. We're good. Ooh, we're good. Oh my goodness, dude. What? I guess I'm the only one that didn't know she was in endless love. My bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a common thing? You should be
1: ashamed of yourself.
2: This is common knowledge, Dan.
1: But you got me on the Blue Lagoon thing. I totally spaced on that one. I actually knew that, but I forgot about it. I was just trying Love to pull up the song, to be quite honest with you. Thought I'd throw it into the show. Can't be doing that okay. much longer, though, I don't think, Steve. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, we are trying to get onto Pandora. So this is, a, this is definitely a premature statement, but I can tell you that we have made the motion... To because Pandora has a new thing opening up. It's called the Genome Project, I believe is what it is. But uh, excuse me, but LinkedIn and Pandora have actually had a partnership now, and they're going to be releasing several podcasts. Like right at the right at the you know at the starting gun, they're going to put a few out. But eventually, you'll be able to get them on there. And I think that the beta of that starts at the end of this month or at the beginning of December, which is kind of the same thing when you think about it. But yeah, we're trying for that. So. I'll let you know more about that, people, a little bit later. We might be on Pandora. Pretty cool, right? That is freaking big news, dude. I think so. It's huge. It's huge news, Steve. Stop the presses. Everyone. Charlie, get over here. Put your cigarette out. <laughs> Cheer about those hills and noise. Great strapping young lads. They're going to be on Pandora. Pull your pants up, Charlie. You know what? You? I
2: guess, I guess he doesn't die at the end.
1: Yeah. I knew that. No, <laughs> I'm going to
2: watch this movie. I'm going to watch it. I think he gets arrested and maybe he dies. Someone's dying it's endless love someone has to
1: not really I have endless love for you you,
2: you don't though Dan
1: what are you talking about I love you till the end of time
2: it. no that's not true I'm it's, securing with exactly. myself man but that's until we die that then is endless so
1: you think because the movie he, should be called endless love or at least until we die because per Steve Hudson uh, endless love how do you know Steve that love doesn't go on you've you, because you know what you've already told me first of all that dogs uh-huh. don't show love And you've met my pooches. I I didn't
2: say they don't. They don't show it. We just put our emotions onto them. I don't think so. They probably show. They probably show love in other ways that we don't take as love.
1: My dogs are like kids, dude. I don't know what you're talking
2: about. They are okay. Let me tell you something about Dan's dogs.
1: Preach, Stephen. are
2: Freaking adorable. They are a do-ray ball. But one of them's an asshole. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, the one that went for all the love, Baxter. He's an asshole. (laughs) He's a jerk. <laughs> the dog's a dick. He ate my burrito the other day, the son of a bitch. Did he really? He did. I put it down for one, just, I mean, it was my fault. But I put it down, and he had, it's not like he was, like, I left it right near him to where he can just go, oh, that's in my eyesight. Like, he was probably smelling it, and then he, like, jumped on one thing to another to another to get to said burrito. That was expensive wow. burrito, too, man. I bought it from this place. Oh, you
2: didn't even take a bite yet?
1: No, I, I had just set it down. I took a couple of bites, and I was going to go get a drink. And this dog where did you did buy your burrito from? Parkour to get to my burrito, dude. And he Gee, that's worth it. it. That's worth it. No, it wasn't. Was it home- Was it homemade? No, it was a very expensive burrito. From where? There's a place in town people call Benediction. It's right by my crib, and it's really good, but it's super pricey. And every once here's in a, a while, I like to spend a, you know a couple extra bucks, get myself a nice burrito. They have all kinds of stuff, by the way, but I'm not going to advertise for them.
2: Well, here's the problem with that. Why would they call it Benediction?
1: I'm not going to advertise for them, but I will tell you this. They do a lot of eggs benedict variations.
2: Oh, that's really slick, G. Yeah, it's really good Cause they, Because we do benedictions in church. That's why I was like, why would they call it benedictions? Oh, okay.
1: No, that's yeah, it.
2: All right, so we start talking about what we've been watching. kind of hungry now, G.
1: <laughs> I'm hungry, too. I haven't eaten. I had like a – uh well, I had some breakfast. I don't like to – tell you what I eat now, because then you analyze it for another 15 minutes.
2: See, what I had was... I did not have... A bit of oatmeal with some wheat germs spread on top. Steven, oh, have you ever tried oatmeal? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Dan, this is oatmeal, G, with banana slices.
1: It's good as fuck. It's what I had. It was really good. No, I didn't have that this morning, but anyway. What did you have today? What did you have today? I, I kept it light. I had an English muffin.
2: Oh, that's good. With egg on it?
1: Nope. Just just a little Dan, bit of butter. Dan, what's your what's your deal, G? I was in a hurry. We had to start egg. the show
2: oh i feel you i feel you i feel you i do. you know what's funny here's okay i'm gonna okay i promise we're not advertising but aforementioned burrito place mm-hmm. do they put the benedict inside the burrito uh
1: yeah but it's like a choice you can go do you it's like a half order or a whole order so if you, you can ever get it in a like a wrapped up, no never why would i get sick
2: you get sick off everything. That's kind of what my barrier of entry is. If it doesn't make you sick, I could eat it for sure. That's insane. No, I don't. But you see, we're
1: gonna. You have a heart out. You just told me this off mic. You okay. have a heart out. One last thing. List uh, yes. How
2: much is it? Chipotle expensive or just normal expensive?
1: Mm, it's up there. I would say that's pretty close.
2: Twelve dollars.
1: Yeah, they got some twelve dollars jobs on there. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it worth it? Yeah, on occasion. Or if you just have money to shit, then yeah, it's it's, it's worth it. But that's it. No more, adver- no more advertising <laughs> until we get paid.
2: I think I'm going to go, G. I just need to know. Give me the directions so I can go over there.
1: I'll text it to you. How's that? You want right. to do a show or you want to <laughs> have a conversation? G, you're making me hungry, bro. It's not my fault, <laughs> bro. You know what you need to do is Uber Eats that shit. Oh, damn it. I just did another fucking advertisement. Okay, I'm stopping now.
2: Okay, how about call it Scuba Eats? I said Scoober Eat It? So let's not let's not name things their real name.
1: Oh, oh got I'm going to
2: scuba read it. I've that. never used scuba reads.
1: It's good, but stop it. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, we're going to we're going to get on. To the <laughs> yeah, show I'm sorry, because... I don't mean to keep sounding so like uh, on his ass, but he, the man just told me he has a heart out. So let's we got some stuff that to talk about. That
2: even sound right. Jay. I don't think you could actually refer to it in this from your. I have to say that.
1: Well, it's not like you said. I got a.
2: I got a heart <laughs> out. I can say it though. I have a heart out. If I'm like Dan told me he has a heart out, you'll be like, "Ooh, that sounds different."
1: Better than a hard on. Boo!
2: Depending on who you're asking.
1: Oh, oh! okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not better. See you later, everybody. We're the heroes of noise. It's our last show.
2: It is, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end. Of <laughs> that's how we do of Pandora. it. Pandora. They're gonna listen to the show. And be like, hey, listen. Hey, we're everywhere today because I'm finally feeling better, better every day or all of a sudden I'm feeling a lot better and I'm kind of am getting all my energy out in it here. Mui in right now. And I'm getting it all out of my system. And also we do this every week. So if you listen, this is a normal thing. Go on, Dan. Okay. Yeah, if you're new,
1: welcome. And it's <laughs> pretty much this. This is what you get. But you're going to get a little more right now. So Steve, let's talk about movies and things we've watched and things we're doing and such. Steve, what have you been watching, sir?
2: Okay, here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to go on a quick three- like right at real quick because I only had one, but then I ended up watching two things that are kind of related, not really related at all, but hey, what are you going to do? do? Homecoming. It. That's number one. Homecoming's on, is it Prime?
1: It's on Prime it's Video. On
2: Prime. It is, um, with it, it stars Julia Roberts and she is a therapist for soldiers with PTSD. At least that's what she thinks she's doing. It goes back and forth of, well, what happened to these soldiers? Did they end up disappearing? I'm not far enough in to tell what exactly happened, but this is actually from a podcast. They made a show out of a podcast with this one. And I started listening to the podcast ages ago, and I stopped then. Understood. And so he was like, well, people on Twitter were like, dude, they totally changed the whole thing in the middle of the show. And I was like, well, isn't that a good thing? so that you're not watching the podcast exactly note for note. They apparently said, yeah, we did this in the podcast, we're going to do this, and didn't tell anybody. And they're like, whoa, this is different. So I'm very eager to finish it. So far, um, this is no spoilers. It shows, uh, at one point it shows Julie Roberts uh, as a waitress, and you're like, oh, I guess she does this on her off time as a therapist. And a guy from intelligence comes in and was like, Hey, you're such and such, right? She's like, yeah. He's like, um, you used to do this therapy thing with soldiers back in the day. And all of a sudden she gets quiet. He's like, I just want to know, want to know where they are now. And I was like, oh, snap. Is that you know, things like that, Jay. When it's like time stuff, what happened, I'm in. And so, so far it's really good. And I love, the, I forgot his name, but the lead, one of the lead actors from Shameless is in it. And I never watched Shameless, but I've liked him in everything that he's in. I really enjoy his his work. So um, I am really like it. Julia Roberts normally gets what is, she's normally known for her smile. And she does not use it in this, this show. That huge, massive smile that just is like, oh, I'm in. Nope. She doesn't do it. And I was like, OK, I'm liking this. <laughs> No Julia Roberts famous smile. So I'm very intrigued. So I would say check it out. I'd say give it three episodes. If you're not in by the third episode, it's not going to be your thing. Guaranteed.
1: Okay. I actually tried to watch it. Go ahead. I was going to say I actually tried to watch it. And it's not that it was bad or anything like that. It's just I started it super late. So I got to the part where uh, there's. Yeah, it's very slow. A slow burn. We'll say that to not knock it down. Slow burn. But uh, I got to the part where she's. It's the second time they show the lady in the restaurant who's falling asleep. Yep. Yeah. So that's where I am at. I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to go back and check it out again. Cause I, I can't give you anything on it. I can't really converse with you because I just remember it starting. I remember who she went to go see. And then I remember the restaurant and that's really about it.
2: That's where it sits, bro. That's where it sits. So right in that, that, that thing. Okay. That's
1: so are you into it? Do you like it?
2: Me, I'm into it only because I'm going to be doing, this is the show I watch while I'm folding clothes. That's going to be that show. Okay. So the second sniper I'm going to hit, dude, listen, listen. (laughs) I'm sitting there being like, okay, look, I'm going to get on Netflix. I'm going to get on Netflix, see what I'm going to watch. And I'm sitting there looking and I was like, hey, isn't that one of the Stark brothers? And it was Richard Madden. I was like, oh, what's he doing? And I click on it. It's a show called Bodyguard.
1: Oh, I wanted to hear about this one, man. I want to watch this.
2: And I was like, OK, I'm not going to watch it today. Then I was listening to a podcast and someone was raving over Bodyguard and everybody else was like, hey, I'm not really into it. But I was like, OK, look, I might as well check it out, you know, just so I'm in the conversation. So I get I start the first episode, bruh, bruh. Number one, before I even get started, can we stop with the Islamic terrorism? We have to stop. It's over. We need to start there is other sort of terrorism. I agree. That really should be way more, I agree. Uh, let's stop about.
1: the I let's yeah, I agree. Let's stop we need the to Islamic stop it. Terrorism.
2: With the whole bomb they find the bomber and the bomber has, you know, uh, uh, you know, they have the whole garb and no. But anyway, aside from that, so it starts off with um this intelligence agent who is Richard Madden. He's he works for British police, but you can tell that he's really good at his job. And you know, he's sitting there with his kids on the train, and he notices that um, you know how you notice when something's wrong by the, you know, maybe the hostess is acting strange? He's like, She sure does seem jittery. So he's still holding a conversation with his kid, but he keeps on looking up, being like, Why is she so nervous? So he goes up to her and he's like, Everything okay? She's like, Yes. He's like, No, it's not. I noticed that you've been looking at every twenty year old on this train, so apparently there's a twenty year old you're looking for. Just tell me what's going on. So she fills him in that there might be a terrorist on board. He's like, Okay, no problem. Let's figure this whole thing out, okay? He's not tripping at all yet. But as the thing goes, he realizes, oh, this is a serious threat. This is for real. And him trying to, uh, try to, okay, I got to find the guy. I have to make sure my kids are okay. And I have to make sure that everyone gets off this train without it exploding. This little piece of the show that lasts about 15 minutes that's very high energy is not even the best part of this show. It goes on into a whole different part of this show. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is what I'm talking about. I love when shows say you think it's about this, but it has nothing really to do with that. It's about that thing over there. And you're like, Oh my God, this is good. It'll switcheroo, huh? Oh, it did the super switcheroo. And apparently it's huge in the UK they're like saying that like uh, millions upon mill, like 17 16 million people watch the finale and uh, I have, I'm only on um, episode three now obviously there's some cliches that every story has to do um, but this one they really executed well instead of having the oh he's a they t- okay so he's in there changing he's taking off his shirt when he takes off his shirt what do you see uh, most likely small. on his back.
1: oh on the back I was going to say scars on the back
2: yep and you know that this is what you're going. You're like, okay, you're. this is a quick way of saying I was in the army or this something. This guy's like,
1: got a story to tell.
2: Exactly. He's got
1: a dark past.
2: Big And I'm like, you know what? Fine, whatever. But the dope thing they do is every time he's about to go into a situation where he has to be the man, like the dude, and actually like do these point, you know, oh, I got to shoot. I got to get this person out. He almost starts to cry. And then he zeroes back into where he was and goes. And it's dope how they say, oh, no, all you're doing is suppressing. You're suppressing your PTSD and you're just pushing forward. Something happens. He has to save somebody. He starts to cry. And then all of a sudden he focuses. and It's like, OK, I got to do this thing. And I'm like, how many times can you do that? Like, how many times legit can you really do that before push comes to shove? You know, and I just love how they're kind of just like, is this going to be the time he breaks? And when he does break, what does that look like? What does it look like? Because right now, he's cool, calm, and collected. But what happens when it does go left? It's just fantastic, dude. I love it so far. And this now, is, it's a series, like, right? It's a series. It's only three, uh, six episodes, six or seven episodes. But it is a legitimately a fascinating watch. So I'm i am in. And, you know, I mean, he's a Stark. I have to watch what a Stark's in. <laughs> it's all right.
1: At any point in time, do we hear, if... I should stay. Oh, my God. I don't want to be in your way. <laughs> you know, you, none of that? It's not there?
2: No. It's a different, different show? No, did. But you know what's funny? Different bodyguard? There are a few, a few very interesting correlations between the two storylines. <laughs> it's oh, really? pretty interesting. You're like, no.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
2: It's pretty funny, but it's really good. Uh, again, it's it's um, the the main people in it are uh, Richard Madden and Keeley Hawes. Keeley Hawes is great; she plays like a, a minister of defense over in the UK, and he becomes her what bodyguard?
1: Oh, I was going to say because
2: God. he did so well on the train. But here's the dope part: people, if you really, this is not really a spoiler, but he actually is able to apparently, obviously, the, the train doesn't explode with him on it, you know. So. um, He obviously gets out of the train, but all of a sudden there's a bunch of attempts on – there's an attempt on his wife and his kid's life. And so he's like, "Uh uh-oh, someone knows I'm the one that foiled that thing. But he has to juggle that, and he has to juggle the bodyguard thing. He has to be like, okay, where's the leak? Someone told somebody something because they wouldn't know it was me otherwise. How do they know I'm the one that uh, diffused that situation? So it's just all these things are happening. And you got to figure out, dude, which one's more important? What, Which one are you going to devote your day to? It's really good, dude.
1: I'm going to check you're, it out. That's like Netflix, Netflix, right? Actually, I know that. But for the people, it's on Netflix. Check it out.
2: So the last one I'm going to talk about is something that I watched at about 2.30 in the morning. I was sitting there bored, kind of chilling, getting my mind ready and thinking, okay, look, you're going to have to get some energy for tomorrow. <laughs> I felt horrible last night. And uh, so I'm sitting there. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I'm just going to push. I went on to... Uh, Uh, trusty dusty hulu because of my good friend that i will not mention right now me and i check it out (laughs) i look up this show and i love america ferreira so i was like okay oh i was like what 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 show what show is i had never heard of 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 this show i'm not gonna tell you what it is yet i think i know okay go for a guess superstore how the crap did oh i guess yeah because
1: that's what I saw on Hulu recently, so I figured, hey, Dude. Steve must be watching that.
2: So I watched the show. You know, okay, first of all, you know that I do laugh a lot. But this one gave me my scream laugh. <laughs> there were a few times where I scream laughed and rewound the show to see it again and scream laughed again. And here's the thing. Even though it's about a superstore, Dan, let me tell you something. You and I have both had these days at work and we both have these people at our jobs. Yeah. like They're like, that person's that person at my job. That person is that person at my job. And it's like, we're both America Ferrera. where there's a, there's an episode she says, he's like, why are you so, someone asked her, why are you so kind of curt? And she, they didn't use curt, obviously, because it's not funny. And they're like, um, she said, because every day is exactly the same. And then tomorrow is going to be exactly the same. And you know how I know that? Because yesterday was the same as today. We've all had those jobs where it's like a repetitive thing. Every day is exactly the same. You're new. So you think everything's fun and games. Me, I've done this 100 million times. So you haven't gotten to where I've got. I was like, oh, this show has a heart. It knows what it's doing, but it knows how to wrap it up in a bow that's really funny. But there's real life storylines in this situation. There's one where, <laughs> where a guy was like, hey, I'm gonna, I am gonna. want to be on the Superstore magazine. And he's like, oh, don't you? And the guy in the wheelchair was like, no, because they're going to keep on trying to take a picture of me because I'm in a wheelchair. They love having disabled people in a wheelchair. And the other guy said, yeah, and you being black is just a plus. He said, do you think black is a disability? <laughs> 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 that is so funny.
1: <laughs> what season are you on, uh, man? Oh, you said you just started watching it last night.
2: Last night. Oh, okay. see, I watched three episodes and I was like, that is such a clever joke. Cause normally you'd be like, "Hey, you being black is a plus," and they're like, "Normally you kind of just gloss over." He's it. like, hey, "You think being black is a disability?" Or it's like, "Oh, I mean, no, it, and it's something <laughs> someone would say. Someone would totally say that." It's such a, it was such a clever joke, and I was like, "Okay, these writers are smart, dude." This is a good show. So for a delightful capper to these two serious shows, I'm telling you. If you just need to laugh, and after I laughed, I did feel better, but it's a scientific proven fact that if you actually smile, you will feel better even if you're sick. Even if you don't feel like smiling, if you put a smile on your face, your brain thinks that you're happy. Anyway, do that. Watch the show, and I promise you, you will definitely have a smile on your face, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of my review. Dan, what well, do you got?
1: Well done, sir. Your energy level has really came up, so I'm Jeez, glad you're feeling better. Your
2: drink—it's I think there is something wrong with your drink because it shouldn't make me feel like this. Something's wrong
1: or something's right. You know what, G? See? It's all perspective, uh, sir.
2: All right, go for it, Dan. What you got? All right, I got a couple of things,
1: got a few things, Steve, some things I'm going to talk Ooh. about, some things. Uh, but I don't really want to talk too much about said things cuz we got to get going with the, you know, the biggie, the biggie at the end here. So, okay. first of all, sir, I started watching on Netflix the documentary series The 80s. Have you seen this?
2: I saw the I saw the um via the, uh, if I'm not mistaken it's like a boombox.
1: No? Mm, I don't recall a boombox, but I'm sure there's one on there. I'm only 3 episodes in so far.
2: How do you like it so far? It's
1: really interesting. And okay, the first one starts off and it's talking about television in the 80s. So we're dealing with Ooh. we're dealing with your General Hospital, your Dynasty, your MASH, you know. And it's just how America started soaking up the television culture in the 80s. I mean, it was yes. there, you know, we watched television in the 60s and 70s, but there wasn't anything that was really they didn't go big until the eighties. You you didn't have shows. You didn't have a, one thing they talk about was Dallas and the whole, and this might be like way over your head for the youngsters out there, but there was this guy named Jr. and he was shot on the show and it was on the season finale. And it was like a huge thing. I remember that, man. I remember the whole who shot Jr. thing and it tells how it spread across the world. It was a really big thing. You know, we just didn't have a lot of shit going on on television, I guess, back in the eighties. So it was a huge thing. Um, Touched on that. It just touched on like news and how news wasn't really a big thing yet. You know, we had our, uh, this guy by the name, you maybe you heard of him, uh, Ted Turner, introducing oh, CNN. Yes. And CNN was just, it just changed the game for everything. You know, you, back then you had news at 6 and maybe 10 p.m. And that was it. That's how you got your news. Suddenly, and you know, we all know how this worked out, but Ted Turner was the one to introduce CNN and have news 24 7 all around the world and that was just a humongous thing so anyway that's what that one's about second one and i think i might be getting them mixed up but i'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, i believe it was the reagan era and it talks about all of the reagan you know reaganomics and everything like that and what i liked about this one is that when i was a kid at that age i remember hearing terms like reaganomics you know just hearing my parents talk about politics and things like that but of course i just want to go out and ride my bike I want to play with my Star Wars figures. I really didn't have a lot of personal association with what was going on in the world, even though there was a lot going on in the world. So it's kind of interesting for me to look at that one now with all that we have, all this craziness that we have going on with our current administration and seeing, you know, trials, the trials of like Ollie North and things like that. It's not the same thing, obviously, but, you know, it was very much in comparison now to say the Kavanaugh trials or something, not necessarily the content of the trial or the offense, but... These are just things that are con- constantly going on in the world, and I'm like very in tune with it now. Back then, I wasn't. So it was just kind of neat to go back and go, oh, okay. Well, now I see why that was so damn important. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Me, yeah. So it's, it's nice to see those things from an adult point of view. Uh, a lot of politics in that one, if that's your thing. But it's very interesting. And then uh, the third one, I believe, was about the AIDS epidemic. Another thing that, quite honestly, was on my radar, but in more of an ignorant fashion. You know, we had comedians making jokes about it. And, but I didn't ever really get into the whole political side of it and how, you know, the pharma companies didn't want to help. And, you know, it was just really hard for the gay community to get medication and things like that. And, and the, the terror that it shook the world with, because it's, you know, it did. I mean, I remember it being like a. You know, you didn't want what was his name? Uh, was it Ryan White? Remember Ryan White, the teenager oh, yeah.
2: that wasn't allowed that was to go like to the, school. Like Michael Jackson, Elton John. Yes, sir. Friend. Yeah, like he mm-hmm. was the one with the blood transfusion. That's he got. correct. Yeah. yeah,
1: he got it through blood transfusion. But just the whole stigma that he had. Oh, and yeah. People didn't want their kids in school with them. They didn't know if they should breathe the same air. I mean, and I don't remember. I can't quote it, but even Reagan had said something that was quite ignorant at the time because he didn't know either. No one knew what was going to happen. No one. They knew were what calling the, it a strange I mean, cancer. You know,
2: it wasn't until magic that we decided to be like, okay, wait. Apparently it's not, for me at least, apparently it's a thing thing. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, let's figure out how you get this. Because before everybody just thought you got it by being gay. Mm. But then Magic wasn't gay. You know, yeah, I I can see your
1: point on that. But at the same time, I kind of disagree with you because... It was a big thing. And because you had, you know, in and in, in you, if you watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, in the news, you had the gay community really coming forward and really starting. Oh, no, to, I'm
2: saying we thought it was just a gay disease.
1: Right. I see what you're saying about magic. Yeah,
2: because everybody was like, well, then magic must be gay. And magic was like, but I'm not. I have this thing that I'm not. there." We're like, oh, oh, which is sad, actually, when you really think about it. You know what I'm saying? The fact of like, oh, it happened to a straight person. So now let's figure out Oh so it turns out it's not just a this disease. Yeah. And I'm sure doctors already knew it. They're like we've been trying to tell you this for how long now? <laughs> yeah, it's not a Quite honestly,
1: disease. quite honestly I think that it was a little bit of the opposite to where the doctors even the doctors didn't really know. And they, they were working oh, I, vigorously I, I to try and knew. figure these things out, you know, but oh. it, it was this and, and again, I'm not a, an AIDS historian, but I did find it very interesting. That's I where sure. I'm at at that point. But I'm going to continue the show. I think it's, uh, it's super informative. I know they have a 90s one as well that I want to get to. And the next one coming up is just like 80s pop culture. So, like on the, you know, your little, your little thumbnail for that, it's got Madonna on there. So, I'm really looking forward to that one too because 80s pop culture was my shit. Like, I was, that's, oh, sure. that's what I latched onto. It wasn't the news and everything. But again, for me, it was nice to go back as an adult and see all these things that I kind of just heard rattling around me, but I never really, yes. you know, put any kind of uh, importance on them. Because I was yeah. too busy doing other things. So uh, in short, I recommend the '80s on Netflix. Check that one out.
2: I mean, I remember speaking of the AIDS thing. Remember when when Eddie Murphy was like, yeah, "Girl, go out and well, come back with that AIDS on their lips."
1: Yeah, that's what and I was dude, getting was,
2: at. Yeah, it's like we would make jokes and be like, "But I'm AIDS, but I'm not homosexual." And the like, guy was like, "Sure, you're not homosexual." Sure. It was hilarious. Oh, it, was pe- hilarious it had people rolling. Everybody. Yeah. And now,
1: yeah. when you look back at it, it was quite ignorant, you know?
2: Exactly. Because you're like, the funny thing was, of course you're a homosexual because you have this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, oh, snap. So huh?
3: Yeah.
1: The gay disease. But, you know, yes. it, it really talked about just the gay culture back then how there was like – it kind of focused on New York City for a part of it where, you know, you had all these gay bathhouses and in San Francisco as well. And just the whole community around that and how – no, everyone was just having the time of their lives, man. It was sex yes. and drugs and disco, you know. Yes,
2: <laughs> lots and of cocaine, lots of sex. Kabosh, a bit of a, hey, something's happening.
1: Yeah, kind of burst the bubble just a just That's a little exhausting. bit to say the least. A yeah.
2: little. A little. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it would be crazy if there was no like could you imagine what the culture would be like if there really was no never an AIDS and you just still had these sexual sexually transmitted diseases where you could just go to the doctor, get a shot, and be right back at Bruh. it again the next week.
2: Dan, listen. We'll be on you a are rampage, Dan, listen.
1: on a mad tear, sir.
2: <laughs> Dan, listen up on the real. Look, if there were, for me, like, for me, it's herpes is my, like, my, my, oh my God, I got to chill out. Because, and I don't know why that is. You don't die from it. It's not a big deal. They said like 80% of the people have it. But, like, I, that's the thing that keeps me from going, you know, bonkers. It's not even weird because I, I didn't even think about the AIDS thing. It's just for me, it's just, you know, uh, herpes Well yeah And it, herpes is permanent <laughs> Oh man Gee why you gotta Why you gotta talk like that you just Cause now I don't even know Like look at Magic Johnson G. You know Did you know He's the longest living AIDS AIDS patient in history
1: Is that a fact really
2: That's what my Well he doesn't like. have AIDS though Does he uh, No he's the longest living person With HIV With
1: HIV Okay that makes more sense
2: And I told my I told my son I was like gee He's a billionaire I think that helps <laughs> Call it a hunch Yeah We're gonna go out on a limb but then again, how do we know he is? What if somebody has it and doesn't know they have it and they've been living all this time?
1: You don't know what someone has walking by you. You know what I mean? Like we work in a hospital, well, I work in a hospital. You have people that are coming back and forth from their rooms and whatnot. Yeah. And you have all yeah. these precautions that you have to, you know, take care of. You have to contact precautions. Contact C-diff, plus, diff. all, all the these one. things. Yeah. Right. MRSA is another big one. Yes. Um, that's methic- what is it methicillin resistant staphylococcus aureus, Steve. Just thought I would point that out to you.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, did I tell you I was a doctor? I, got, I did got tell you. You are a fact.
1: But you know, you have to do these things for the purposes of not pass- passing on nosocomial infections to patients and whatnot. But the thing is is that you could be in the store, hey, Bob, how you doing? Shake someone's hand. You got that infection. In theory. Do you know what I mean?
2: Come back come back with that infection on their lips. Come back with
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, kiss, I didn't kiss Bob, man. I was just saying, I was making a point, point. and that's very, very dumbed down. What I just said, that last part, yes. referencing Bob, a fictitious okay. Bob, but you get my point. Is that you know you have to have these precautions because you're in a hospital setting, and it makes sense. But it's kind of all around you all the time, you know.
2: Oh, it's all. I mean, remember, I I have a scar, a scar on my my arm that I thought for sure was cancer, and that I was going to die. And the girl was like, "Oh, no, nope, you're fine." I was like, "Oh, cool." She, she's like, "What happened is, apparently, I cut myself, and whatever." whatever uh, nasty stuff was on the metal that cut me did not allow my skin to grow back right there. She's like, so if I cut that off, it'll just grow right back nasty like that. And I was like, dude, there's something everywhere. Everywhere, dude. If you cut yourself on metal, gee, go get a checked out. Get a tetanus I'm, shot. I would tell this all the time because I, when I was, I know, when I was young, I was like, oh, whatever. I just hurt myself on a, uh, you know, a shopping cart. Gee, just go. Just go because your body will reject whatever. The, and it's like it didn't let my arm heal back. Crack's a little thing, but still. So you like what you're saying is real, G, which is why when I put that gum in my mouth, it's good. I only got a cold. What if I got strep throat? I'm very I get strep throat like once a decade and it sucks.
1: You came back with that. <laughs> That's that sickness that on your gum. On your... <laughs> sickness <laughs> on your gum. I see. Next time I see you, if you got like cold sores and shit, I'm gonna stay away from you. Can Gee, I have a sip off listen, your drink, then? Nah, son, no. Nah. I'll get listen, you one though.
2: G. <laughs> Hey, I got it. Nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to I got more Go to
1: talk about. I know we're running out of time yes. here, so I'll keep going. Oh, okay. uh, these are actually going to be short reviews because I don't really have a lot on this yet, and I'll explain why. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is a book that I picked up yesterday, and I just started reading it. I'm into the second chapter because I started reading it last night, actually. And it is about, okay, first of all, as much as I love rock documentaries and things like that, I also like bio, you know, like books about that yes. kind of thing.
3: So I just picked yes.
1: up the recently released, and I'll tell you when it was released. I think it was just last week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's called The Beastie Boys Book, Steve. It's just this what, huge book. What is book. it about? I don't even know. No, it's <laughs> it came out on October 30th, and it's about the band Slayer. It, um Right? It's weird. I mean they wrote it, but they wrote it about Slayer. No, but this book, man, is really cool. I actually was in Barnes and Noble and I picked up the hard copy of it. It's like a fifty dollar oh, book. Oh, nice. It's a fifty dollar book if you buy it hard copy. I didn't. I bought it digital for my iPad and for, you know, monetary reasons, basically. I think I got it for like fourteen bucks. So you you do the math. Oh dude. But what's okay. cool about this book, you mind if I just read this little excerpt that I found? Please. So it says, formed as a New York City hardcore band in 1981, Beastie Boys struck an unlikely path to global hip-hop superstardom. Here's their story for the first time, excuse me, told for the first time in the words of the band. Adam Ad-Rock Horowitz and Michael Mike D. Diamond offer revealing and very funny accounts of their transition from the teenage punks to budding rappers. Their early collaboration with Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin the almost impossible to fathom overnight success of their debut studio album, *Licensed to Ill, I have it, uh, that album's messy fallout, their break with Def Jam, move to Los Angeles, and rebirth as musicians and social activists, with the genre defined masterpiece Paul's Boutique. For more than 20 years, this band has had a wide-ranging and lasting influence on popular culture. With a style as distinctive and eclectic as the Beastie Boys album, Beastie Boys' book appends the typical music memoir. Alongside the band narrative, You will find rare photos, original illustrations, a cookbook by Chef Roy Choi, a graphic novel, a map of the Beastie Boys New York mixtape playlist, pieces by guest contributors, and many more surprises. So that's really, like, I'm going to have to give credit because I read the entire thing there. But that comes from, uh, it's a UK site, Faber and Faber. You can read that at faber.com. C-O dot U-K. And the reason that I chose to read something about it is because I just started it. You know what I mean? You kind of expect those things. You want to know the story of the Beastie Boys. But uh, they were very influential on me. But like the, uh, what I just read says, tons of these pictures. And then when they're like the little Beastie Boys, the little Beastie Kids, you know, to the point where they made this major transformation. Now, I don't know how much familiarity you have with the Beastie Boys, Steve, but I was there from, well, not the hardcore stuff, but from License to ill. And that was the first time I ever saw them play anything they came out from they opened up for uh, run DMC and played one song I know I've talked about this before but they played slow and low no two songs slow and low and then hold it now hit it and then they just walked off stage and then I saw them on tour and it was a very different Beastie Boys back then they were all about partying and sex and they had like big blow up dolls that would come up on both sides of the stage and big Budweiser cans and shit you know and then the last time that I saw them Adam Yauch had actually gone to Tibet and they talk about this in the first chapter, how he was just the guy that was the most cultured of the of the three of them. So he would just take off and he would go educate himself about these things. And when he came back, you know, he was a different person, same person, just way more, in, you know, uh, informed, I guess you could say. And that's how they started getting into the activist stuff of doing like the Tibetan freedom concerts, which I got to see mm-hmm. the very first one of those. It was fucking amazing. Like every band I wanted to see was there. Uh, and then just their their work that they did with you know various communities and charities and things like that so it's it's a really like it's all about the evolution of the beastie boys man so if that's what you're into and you like the beastie boys i would highly recommend it because i've thumbed through the book and it looks super interesting but of course i got to get there to tell you the rest of it so beastie boys book came out on the 30th of october you should check
2: it out done deal beastie boys the beastie boys you ever heard that before I have not. God damn
1: it, man! And you don't even know about any of that shit. You did you not listen to them.
2: I was. I listened to License to Ill. That's it. Oh. Because that. Remember, it went from License to Ill, and then immediately after that, it was in. It was in WA. It was over. Like that's the only thing we listened to on the West Coast, pretty
1: much. Paul's Boutique. That's not entirely true, sir. When you say we, because sure. Paul's Boutique was a fucking game changer. That album is a it game. changer. Was,
2: it was a game changer in some circles. You
1: and you start you. And you're the one that's all this fucking circles, geometry shit.
2: NWA and EZE e and then Snoop and then the Chronic. It was like a, a trifecta that just kept on hitting them. Warren G. It just was like it, we were kind of caught up <laughs> right in that moment. It was over with. We weren't trying to hear the normal boom bap. We were listening to this brand new West Coast thing. But License to Ill, I remember me and my friends, we, knew, we, know, we know Paul Revere by heart. Like we can still rap it to this to this day by heart. I'm no gonna more, I'm, ha, just...
1: I'm gonna have to interrupt you for just a second. Yeah. Did you just call the Beastie Boys the quote unquote the normal boom bap?
2: No, 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 no. What I'm saying is like you know like the New York cats because they're fighting we words. Sir, to, we weren't listening to like uh, New York cats at all. Okay. Like we finally took over. West Coast finally took over, and we did it really, like legit took over. It was over. And so we weren't really listening to all that. Well, truth but be
1: told, like, man, like they would
2: be in the they'd be in the lineup though. We'd be like, hey, if we want to listen to something else, we'd listen to some uh, but we didn't know it like we didn't know we didn't know uh Beastie Boys records like we knew the Chronic. No way.
1: Not and, even close. And numerically speaking, you know, like monetarily speaking rather, yeah, of course. The Chronic kind of crushed all the competition back then. And also I will say that the Beastie Boys took a different turn on their third album. Check your head where they uh, they started playing their own instruments again, and they would do instrumentals and they changed it up. They kind of got more popular in the, uh, I guess you could call it the alternative circles. I'll use the term just because you know they were on the Lollapalooza tours and things like that. Yeah, so they definitely evolved, but they worked with Q Tip. They worked with so many other people. They had DJ Hurricane. It, it was they were fucking great and for sure, and seriously for sure. like one of the best live bands I've ever seen. So much fun. For sure. Anyway, Beastie Boys. I got more to talk about, so I'll, I'll move it along. All right. So, uh, last night, Stephen, I got to see the premiere of a movie called Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And I am not going to talk about this one too much because it's truly not even out yet. And I don't know. I plan on getting the show out at least by tomorrow morning. I'm Dan. No, it was just a special thing that they were doing at the theater where it was, you know, you just I just happened to look on Fandango and saw that it was there. I was going to go see something else completely. Didn't even know that movie was playing yet. But. The reason that I wanted to go to that one is because when you go to one of those like special engagement things, people are your your normal people that go to movies aren't there. You don't have the latecomers walking in. Is this seat taken? Is this seat taken? It was all first of all it's reserved now, which is fantastic. I love that. But people aren't talking. People aren't looking on their phones. You have true fans there, and I am a, a Harry Potter fan. You know I don't go too crazy with it, but I love like when I went to Universal Studios a couple months ago and saw Hogwarts there. Like I lost my shit. It was really cool. I love the books. I love all of the movies. The first Fantastic Beats movie was good, but it didn't hold my interest like all the Harry Other excuse me, the other Harry Potter movies. Maybe it was because I was just wanting to see more of that and I was kind of reluctant to jump on board. But that said, I've seen it. I've seen it one time. I've tried to watch it a couple other times and for whatever reason I never get all the way through it. But I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to like stop watching these movies. I'm kind of in for the ride now, much like Star Wars. I'm just in for the ride. Whatever happens, I'm going to watch. But I'm happy to report, ladies and gentlemen, that the Fantastic Beasts sequel, The Crimes of Grindelwald, is fucking amazing. I really, really like this movie a lot. I took my daughter and my wife, and we watched it amongst other Harry Potter fans, and I think what's good about this one is because you start getting back to central characters again. Not necessarily Harry Potter and that that lot, but you've got, you know, and again, Steve, I'm sorry, it's going to sound like a bunch of, you know, moogly-googly to you, but, you know, like, you've got Albus Dumbledore, who's played by Jude Law. You have um, Grindelwald, who's played by Johnny Depp, and I know a lot of people were like, oh, Johnny Depp, and I get it. He's he's not the most popular person in the world. In fact, I was kind of like writing him off. You know, ever since, like, Jack Sparrow, I just kind of... Didn't really want to do any more Johnny Depp or anything. Uh, He's back. Like, he's fucking great in this movie as Grindelwald. And um, I'm not going to really... I think the people that are paying attention to this know the story of that. And I'm not going to ruin anything for you, I promise. But this is set back in 1927 and has to do with another guy named Newt Scamander, which, again, you probably know who I'm talking about. He's got all these... Let me tell you, Steve. He's got all these magical creatures in this suitcase that he can put in. It's like this infinite suitcase. You can you can put anything in there. And yeah. the thing is with Fantastic Beasts, that comes from a reference from the Harry Potter movies. There was a book by a guy named Newt Scamander. In the, in the, it was like one of the books you pick up when you go to Hogwarts. You know, you got your geometry book. You got your Fantastic Beasts book because that's the shit you study. So they, they branched off and they made this series about it. But I like what they're doing now is because they're tying everything into the other movies. So... There are a lot of characters that are going to come up in this movie that you're going to be like, oh, snap. Like it's, um, And I'm not necessarily talking to you anymore, Steve, but the way that this movie plays out, the very end of it, was one of those jaw-dropping, oh, shit, kind of moments. Very Empire Strikes Back, if you catch my drift. And uh, I totally recommend you guys watch this movie. The one thing I will say is that I am going to have to go back and watch it again because there was so much going on in this movie. It was And I was paying attention, but it was hard for me to keep up with it. There's a lot of references that they pull from the other movies. And they gave, I don't think you're going to get that when you go see it, but because it was a special engagement, they had Jude Law and, um, oh gosh, I just freaking forgot his name. Eddie Eddie Redmayne, I believe is the guy that plays him. Yeah, Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm giving him props. And they do this like five minute catch up thing with all the movies and then tying it into what you're about to watch. So it was super cool. And I, I was really glad they did that because there was things I just didn't think about. I think I'm going to stop talking about it right now, but I will tell you folks right now, if you are into Harry Potter and you liked Fantastic Beasts, maybe not as much, but you're you're still feeling the Potter, go and see this, man. Because you're going to see what's happening. Some of these characters, you're going to be like, oh, shit, really? And it's just really cool. There was a lot of those kind of moments. And I was just talking about it when we woke up this morning that I'm going to go back and watch it again because there's so much there. So I give this one. uh, We didn't really rate anything, but on first viewing, I'm giving it a four out of five for sure. It'll probably go up when I watch it again, because there's a lot. Okay. to pull. From this. There's a lot. Seriously guys, there's a lot to unpack in this one and check it out. But Johnny Depp is phenomenal in this movie. And I haven't said that for a very he, long time.
2: Yeah. He has a, <laughs> he's in an interesting situation right now.
1: Yeah. You know, and I know it, pull, it pissed a lot of people off that JK Rowling decided to kind of stick up for him. And you know, then they could have had someone else play him or whatever. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not going to get all political on this one here. I, I still think that he did a fantastic job, and I'm glad to see that he's back doing something like that. You know, because Johnny Depp does weird very well. Grindelwald is definitely a, one of those characters. He plays a dark lord. Like for you, Steve, Harry Potter, the main dark lord was Voldemort. Anybody Voldemort played by Ray Fine. Okay. Uh, this okay. is this is the story of the first dark lord. So. You know, we're going back, okay. but it's really, really cool. And I think that even someone like yourself, watching it from a layman point of view, where you don't have any, you know, you're, you're for lack of a better I word, need
2: some sort of, you need some kind of reference like, point. Okay, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, but I think that you would watch the movie and be like, okay, that was cool. That was a fun movie. It's definitely a fun okay. movie, and it's a lot darker. And I like the darker part of the Harry Potter world.
2: Okay, cool. And so this is this is really good for for Harry Potter fans out
1: there. I think so. I mean. Okay, cool. You know, hit me up with, if you have a difference of opinion, I really won't argue with you because that's your opinion. But for me, uh, I definitely loved it. I know people had problems with the books too, as they always do when a movie is, you know, taken from a book. Well, they changed this. They changed that. I'm sure they did on those movies. I know they did because I read the books as well, but it didn't bother me. I was caught up in it. I love those movies. They're timeless for me and, uh, I hope they make more. And I hope, I think here's the deal. The uh, Fantastic Beast series originally was going to be a trilogy. And now I think J.K. Rowling just said it's going to be a series of five movies. The way that this one went, it's going to have to be. So it's it was dope. Well, nice. Dope. Okay. I loved it. I loved it. it was cool. Good. And I got some free stuff while I was there, too. I got a couple of pins and a couple of posters. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, hit me up. Maybe I'll send them your way. Dope. All right. Lastly, is it lastly? Let's see. Uh, what else do I have here Steve how much time do we have buddy oh we're doing okay we got about 15 minutes left
2: yeah we got 20 minutes yeah
1: alright well then let's devote that 20 to what we've both watched and what we knew we were going to talk about and I am talking about the movie the J.J. Abrams produced recently released Overlord Steve what is your opinion on Overlord
2: okay so I go into Overlord Um, unfortunately this is one of those few movies where I should have just not watched the trailers Because it would have been interesting to be like, okay, this is some sort of Nazi killing movie. We're off the bat. I'm in. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you, today in today's day and age, if you say, hey, I'm writing a movie about killing Nazis, guess where I'm going to be? In your theater. But I'm like, okay, I already know that certain things are going to transpire. I almost don't want to say it for people that haven't, even though you probably watched the, the trailers already. But I'm going in thinking, okay, well, I already know certain things are going to happen, so that kind of ruins it. It doesn't. I walk into Overlord at a late night screening. Jeffrey and his father actually invited us out.
3: Uh-huh.
2: He's like, hey, yeah. He's like, you guys want to just catch a movie together? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And so we all go out and we go check out Overlord. And we get some sort of, we're in the sort of, just to give you my experience, we're in the surround sound Dolby situation where they're... At uh, Manchester, they had speakers in the seat. And like when the plane was like in the plane sequence in the beginning, you felt rumbling in the seat.
3: Mm,
1: That's cool.
2: This is interesting. And so, anyway, number one.
1: Hey, speaking of that, sorry to cut you off, but speaking of that opening sequence, uh, that was one of the Better opening sequences I've seen in a very long time. That was dude. super, super fucking intense. <laughs> and so well done, dude. I mean, I, I don't even know if we're on the same page yet about this movie. Oh,
2: no. it's Here's the thing. People on Twitter are right. This We were watching a video game. This is a video game. This is Wolfenstein almost.
1: Yeah, there's a little Wolfenstein. You're it, right. it
2: was a cut scene from the first, you know, you the plane situation happens and then you land and then it goes to where you can control. It's, it's a video game. So anyway, um, I'm in there and immediately I catch... Mind you, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say he was a star, but I love uh, the fact that Bo Keen Woodbine's in this movie because I love Boleyn Woodbine ever since freaking uh, um, Dead Presidents. I loved him in Jason's Lyric. I've loved, I loved him in Fargo.
1: Did you love him in That's Onyx, Steve? What's that? Did you love him in Onyx? <laughs> I mean, right? That's where he came from. If, if people, if people don't know, I'm a b boy standing in my b boy <laughs> stands I Hurry up and give me the microphone before I bust in my pants. Yeah, that's him. Remember that song?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So Bokeem Woodbine was fantastic, but for for the you know he was great. But the star in this movie, dude. Let me first tell you that I love the movie. I walked out of this movie saying that, my friend is a movie. The star of this movie, in my opinion, was Giovanna a Adipo. Giovanna Edvo was fantastic. I loved him in, uh, it took my, my son to say, you do know that that was the son in Fences, right? I said, oh my gosh, it was. I didn't even put the two together and I loved Fences. And so, seeing him, he, the, he encapsulated, I love the fact that, A, a lot of weight was placed on a person of color, Uh, they don't really ever, they don't really ever attack the fact that, Hey, look, you might be one of the few that are, you know, one of the people that are, uh, really targeted in this situation. I noticed that they don't really talk about that. They just sit there and be like, Hey, we all are in this fight or whatever. Uh, I love the fact that he's the multilingual person in the group. He's the one that knows different stuff in the group. Um, but I also like the, okay. He's also the one that leads the,
1: he leads the fight.
2: And he's the one anti-torture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, what I did not know, and I actually got hip to this where I was just like, hey, where did I, where am I? Because he reminds me of someone. Gee, do you know, okay, you know the guy that plays-
1: Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Uh, Does he have glasses? No. Oh, okay. I was thinking, and I don't know his name, I'm sorry, but the guy from, um, oh shit, I'm sorry, The Good Place. Oh,
2: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.?
1: No, I was thinking the dude from The Good Place. Maybe I'm way off.
2: Oh, no, no, no. There's the, uh, um, no, I was talking about, you know, the guy that with the bio or the um, explosive? Yes. The professional with this? Do you know whose dad, whose son he is?
1: Um,
2: Look at him and tell me who he looks like. His name's Wyatt Russell. Think about the last name.
1: Is that Kurt Russell's son?
2: Kurt Russell's son.
1: <laughs> you know, the thing is with him, man, is I've seen him before. I didn't know that was a son, first of all. Now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. But, totally.
2: He channels him. Yeah. He channels him, dude. It, it, was he not great in this movie, too, though? He was fantastic. Now, okay, I wish I could tell you guys, and this is going to be just a super-duper circle jerk, because I wish I could tell you guys that there was one thing that I didn't like. And I've heard people say that they didn't like certain aspects. There is not a piece of this movie that I did not like. I even liked how they went out. Uh, I did hear someone say that it was deeper than it was, and it might have been. There's a quote at the end of the movie that alludes to um, that there's a fight still going on today. And I was like, I think that might be what the director did mean. Where it doesn't end, the the fight hasn't ended yet. And I was like, oh, what if he did mean that? (laughs) (laughs) What if he did? But um, there's nothing I didn't like about this movie. There's a kid, this little tiny child in this movie that did amazing that I just wanted to hug. I wanted to hug this kid, the whole movie, um, there was uh, obviously, like the affirmation uh, book, King Wubine, there was a woman named uh, Ava Magyar. She actually plays a person that is under the thumb of, oh, I don't want to give anything away. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't on this I one, say, man. You're going to be like, oh, that's who she he was talking about. So I know where this is going. No. I'm telling you, if you want a movie, also, if you haven't seen a lot of trailers, stop watching the trailer. Stop it. When you see it, just turn it off because maybe you're you're gonna go in a lot better than I did. Watch this movie because I'm gonna tell you right now, you will walk out and say that's a movie that needs a sequel. Well, the only reason that it did it got demolished this weekend was because of The Grinch. No one was gonna win The Grinch. The Grinch was gonna win, and the problem if if it wasn't for The Grinch overload, and I have a feeling it's gonna have legs. People are gonna be like, hey, you know who you should see? You should go see The Grinch. And also it was against it was against The Grinch of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, Those it's it's are an it's an movies that are huge.
1: But it had the J.J. Abrams backing. I thought it might do a little bit better. To be quite honest with you, I don't know what kind of numbers it did. I'm afraid that enough people won't see this movie in the theater. Like it's gonna be. I think it'll do well over time. I think it'll end up being like a cult classic. But I don't think that a lot of people are, are gonna come out and see this one for some reason. Just because it kind of is what it is. It's World War II and zombies. To me, that's like sell me. Sign me up. I'm there. Yes. You know what I mean. And I would have gone a lot sooner had I had a chance to. But well, see, a
2: big thing for me is I have a feeling that they will they might get a sequel only because JJ J. Abrams is such a big name that if he wants a sequel, he's gonna get it. It doesn't matter how much money he has. Guess who wants, whenever, as if the studio wants JJ J. Abrams in their good graces, in his he's behind Star Wars, dude. Do you not want him in your good graces?
1: I can't remember how you feel about him, but I really appreciate most I of love, his stuff.
2: I, I love him ever since uh, he, Bad Robot did a uh, house,
1: an alias. He,
2: Come on, though, know. You're not going to – and then uh, 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 what was that other one? Uh, not Alias, but it was the one with the aliens. It was the woman that was going against the aliens – or not aliens. It was like the Twilight Zone but way more higher scale. I forgot what the name of that
1: freaking mm, movie a blank at the show moment. was.
2: But anyway, Jada Abrams, you're going to want him as your – and he did Star Trek. He, if he says, hey, um, guys, I want to go ahead and do a sequel, guess what the movie studio is going to say?
1: Okay. <laughs> they should.
2: You know, yeah, okay. What else would you like? Speaking Lessons?
1: of sequels, man, I, I was a little bit, um, that's the one thing. Like, I, I remember texting you when I came out. And I'm like, and I had to think about this. I have a different opinion now. But when I came out of it and I was sitting around, I'm like, man, I feel like something's missing. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it just, it ended so what I considered abruptly at the time. But now after letting it sink in a little bit and kind of just unpacking what I saw, it, it kind of ended perfectly. And, but it left me wanting more. Like I was like not ready for it to end. You know what I mean? Like, and I totally see what you mean about it, a sequel. A, a, a sequel's coming. Yeah, it should. But the story is just so goddamn good. You guys, it's a fun movie. It's not particularly, I guess it depends on what you call horror. But it's, it's definitely a, it's a horror movie. And it's gory. The gore is well done. The CGI is well done. Uh, all of the characters. I don't think there was a bad character in it. Particularly John Mag- Magaro, who plays Tibbet in there. He was the... Um, He's kind of the, uh, you know, you see these movies and they do have a formula when it comes to like World War Two movies. So he was that guy that from uh, from Brooklyn or something like that. He's talking like this and his voice is a little bit high, you know, and he was like the comedic relief. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw him, I'm like, yeah. oh, there's our cliche character right there. He's just some of the things that he was saying was was very cliche to me at first, and then I realized like that's just who this person is, and he ends up being kind of a badass in the movie. Like he was one of my favorite characters in the movie. He has a relationship with that kid you were talking about that I thought was really adorable. You know and this crazy violent thing that's going on that his relationship with that kid really helped him, his character come up for me but I thought he was a badass man um, I also thought that uh, his name is pilu Azbeck I think I probably butchered his name but he played Waffner the, the Nazi general that was just a total piece oh of garbage you know God, but he played that piece of garbage Woo! so well and is it me or did he kind of look a little bit like um, Timothy Elephant
2: oh Timothy Oliphant. Yeah.
1: Really? I, I got a little Timothy Elephant vibe out of him. I don't know. I'm not saying I, like character wise. Oh, I think I lost really? Steve.
3: I didn't get that.
1: Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. 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 I can hear you now, but, um, okay. Yeah. You know, he was, he was fucking awesome and I really liked his story arc and, and how his character plays out. And I think that's why like towards the end, it, it just, it had such a, Like everything got wrapped up is the best way I can put it. So I was sticking around waiting for the end credits thinking that we're going to see a hand pop. I'm not saying what happened, but something, something pop up where it's like, oh, here we go. Sequel didn't get it. I was really surprised about that. But I think that you're right. I think you're on track. I think we are going to get a sequel out of this
2: one. We have to get it. And I loved. and I will tell you guys, here's a great scene, And I'm not even going to ruin it for you when he's like. I still find just a little thirsty. Remember, I told you what a great scene this is. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay? Yeah, there's a little a bit little of that thirsty. in the trailer. But I wouldn't watch the trailer after this. But seriously, don't watch it. Just go see this movie.
2: Don't watch the trailer. And also, it clues you in on on their Achilles heel. The fact that he was so thirsty tells you how how to get rid of them. It's really, it's just the whole thing is clever. It's yeah. a good movie. do go watch it. Yeah,
1: very cleverly written. I super enjoyed, like, where they were getting their how they wrote that into the story of where they were getting their resource from to do oh, these geez. experiments and things that they were doing. I thought that was really clever too. I would never have thought that it would be that. I mean, that shit'll kill you in cigarettes, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, been, it's it was freaking, it was the bad guy. It was it was the part it, it's what made Superman bad in, in uh, Superman 3, you know? So that that's it's it's bad so stuff,
2: man. Freaking good.
1: And then also real quick before here,
2: we oh, go ahead, go
0: ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say the one
2: shot at the end. There was a long one shot of, of of someone running, and the fact that they did that in one shot is out of oh
1: right right yeah
2: because they have to reset everything over and over. I mean, it's it was a perfect one shot for like what was it like forty seconds a minute of yeah. him running
1: super intense and they too.
2: follow. Oh my gosh, what a that is filmmaking. But go ahead.
1: I was going to say that Matilde I wanted to give props to Matilde Oliver Olivier, I believe her name is, who plays Chloe. You know the main female character in the movie. She was fantastic yep. too. Just a just a fucking fantastic cast. Great movie. This is five out of five. Whatever you want to say, man. Let's give it, oh, let's give it bro. a rating. Five out of five. uh What are we gonna call them here? Got anything? Vials. Five out of five uh, syringes. syringes. There syringes. we go. We give five yeah. out of five syringes for this movie. This movie. And we're not gonna tell you why. No, but it's just so so good. One Such of my favorite movies. News. I don't mean to use that loosely, but honestly, um, as far as fun movies go, one of my favorite movies of the year, easily, because it was just so goddamn fun. Like, you'll know what I'm talking about when you come out.
2: And the hard thing is, I've seen a few movies in a row. I saw The um, the Night Comes for Us. Then I saw um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Then I see this. And next week, this coming Saturday, I'm seeing Widows. And I'm like, I'm going to see a back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back What are my favorite movies. Yeah, I'm in for Widows, like, too. Dude, it's going to be... Look, okay, people. Y'all said that you want good movies on screen. Show them that you do. Go see Overlord. Unless, obviously, if you have monetary problems, I totally get it. But if you can't afford to go see something, if you you cannot say I'm not going to go see Overlord, and then say I hate that they just keep on making sequels about uh, you know superhero movies. You can't say that now. Go see. And uh, this is a very original script. Go see it.
1: You know what this movie did? It did one of my... I've seen this in other movies before, but I love when they do this. And I'm not going to say what it is, Steve, but you'll know what I'm talking about. It had to do with uh, one of the Nazis on a motorcycle. Oh, dude. That was so dope. <laughs> I love that so much. Dude. And it came from a different direction. I didn't think it was going to go down the way it did. I really, really enjoyed that. It was so cool.
2: Oh, I can't... But yes, yeah, five syringes. Fantastic. Go see the movie. Your boy, unfortunately, has to get out of here. But I just want to tell you guys something before I leave. Uh, I know Dan is probably going to reiterate it. Um, uh, I know we're going to ha- we're having a bunch of fun, but I do want you to want to let you guys know that our hearts are with the people at the camp, with the campfire fires, people in San Fernando Valley, Malibu, all those folks. Be safe. Um, thoughts are with you. Not much we could do from here, obviously, but for all the firefighters out there, all the inmate firefighters that are out there doing it for like a dollar an hour, bro, we see y'all. We see y'all out there killing it. Um, our thoughts are with you. We love y'all keep safe if they say to evacuate it sucks but get the hell out of there get the hell out of there um, you can rebuy stuff you can't rebuy life but I know it's easy for me to say but our thoughts are with you um, I'm out of here gotta go do some stuff love y'all next voice you're gonna hear is Dan peace out
1: well, that was abrupt brother I didn't know you were just leaving right then and there but I'll make this quick <laughs> oh it is too
2: yeah. it's too do we really have to go if you gotta go oh, go Oh, it's 220 yeah I gotta get I gotta get my I gotta get my son by 235 hit it sir Oh no no no! I can wait here until you uh, you sign off. I'm just saying that was the last of my voice. You
1: got gotcha. Heard. Okay. Well then, okay. But I'll you, make I'll make, make this quick. Now.
2: now you're hearing me. They know I'm lying, Dan. Dang you!
1: <laughs> hey man, you 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 write your own books, sir. I don't know what Freaky, to tell
2: you. Freak, Dan. Freak.
1: I'll make this quick. Um, like I said, I wasn't really prepared to just end it said. like that. Stop it. I'm trying to talk to these people, Steve. Give me my time. You give give you your time. What I was gonna say is just a couple of things real quick. Um, obviously, I, I hope you guys like what I did at the beginning of the show with the Stanley thing. I don't want to we didn't really get a chance to go into that, but as you all know, Stanley died the other day at the age of ninety five. Um, I just want to say that it's a huge loss to the Marvel world to the comic world, kind of to the world, actually. He was a great person, and I hope that that little thing that I did at the beginning of it kind of, Explained his attitude, you know what I mean? Of what the kind of person that he really was. So he will be missed. I think that, uh, it's not an untimely death by any means. I think he lived a fantastic and full life. You know, the last year or so was not great for him because he had his own personal problems and whatnot. But, um, you know, rest in peace, Stan Lee from the heroes of noise, man. We really, really appreciate you. Um, and a couple other things I was going to talk about that honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, it's not super important. We will talk about it next week. So I'm going to end it right here, guys. Hope you liked the show this week. And I hope you let my man, my man, Steve, he needs to be better. So send him lots of love and uh, positive vibes so he can lose this ailment that is knocking him down a notch, which you probably don't even notice, but he's not feeling well. So um, other than that, we'll be back next week until this time that we meet again. Be good to yourselves. Be good to other people. Peace.